This is The Monty Show, the truth in sports talk streaming. When you want unbiased opinions about your favorite team without the spin, all you have to do is find The Monty Show, streaming live and available 24 hours a day, seven days a week on YouTube. And now, here's Monty. Hey, hey, how the heck are you? It's The Monty Show, live on your YouTube machine, presented as always by The Advocates TheAdvocates.com. You guys, you've been doing a great job supporting The Advocates, trying to raise money to give homeless kids Halloween costumes. There it is on the screen again. Um, Advocates donations at Venmo. Advocates donations at Venmo. A dollar, five dollars, a hundred dollars, whatever you can spare. It makes a huge difference in the life of a homeless kid to have a costume, the ability to feel normal for a couple hours. Imagine if your escape in life was trick-or-treating. Well, that's what it is for homeless kids. Let's help them out. Let's help them have a great couple hours on Halloween. Advocates, donations at Venmo. Go ahead and screen grab that. And quite literally, you guys, a lot of people have asked me, well, you know, is it really a dollar? Yeah, a dollar makes a huge difference when you're donating um, to the advocates and the road home. They're one of the foremost homeless advocacy groups in the country. The Road Home and The Advocates. You can also check them out online at theadvocates.com. Coming up one hour from now, a massive, massive announcement on the program. You're going to want to hear this. It is going to be unbelievable. Um, the hookup that we have for you coming up in just 57 minutes on The Monty Show. Uh, we have been teasing this for a couple of weeks mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. It is going to be unbelievable. One hour from now, a massive announcement on the show. But as we always do, let's talk football on the Monty Show. The Pac-12 is in chaos after an absolutely, I don't know, frenetic weekend. And I think we have to start with Oregon and Washington. Michael Penix Jr. was everything you wanted. Bo Nix was not. And I think Dan Lanning has to wear a significant amount of responsibility for this loss by Oregon Listen, take nothing away from what Washington did. Take nothing away from Michael Penix absolutely dropping dimes all over that Oregon defense. He got hit in a way that he had not been hit in a very long time, and yet Washington still won the game, and it is because Dan Lanning made terrible decisions at the end of the first half, at the end of the game, to not even... To not even throw the ball in the end zone one time with the game on the line in the red zone is unforgivable. Jake, how much responsibility do you put on Dan Lanning for this Oregon loss? Yeah, you know, I, I think that clock management obviously was a big issue for Dan in this game. And and, and, and I think about this as one, one of the biggest, if not the biggest, depending on what kind of bowl game you get, matchup on your schedule, right? Oregon, Washington, college football playoff implications, certainly Heisman implications. Like this is one of those games where you can't have clock management issues. You can't have, hey, you know, we didn't execute the right way because we didn't take any shots at the end zone issues. You can't have, hey, we just didn't get the job done because of whatever. You can't have that in this game. And I look at Oregon and I say, hey, this is a team that is more than capable of winning that game. This is a team that, that you know, for the most part, I would say... 60, maybe 70% of the game, if we want to be generous, played a fine game. But when it mattered most, you did not play a fine game. You, you did not 
execute. I mean, the idea that you 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 didn't take any shots, the idea that you were in a position where you were having to chase Washington is crazy to me. And then what do you do? You chase Washington, you run them down, and then you give it up. And and I don't know. It, I always knew that this game was going to come down to hey, our defense is going to have to get a stop to win this game when you're on the road at Washington. You always knew that's how Oregon was going to have to win this game, but it wasn't good enough. And, and yeah, did Bo Nix have some average-ass quarterbacking in this game? Yes, he did. The numbers say he had a great game. 337, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Like The numbers say he had a nice game, but he didn't, he didn't have that over-the-top great game that you knew they were going to need to win this one. So I don't know. I, I think that Michael Penix Jr. deserves a hell of a lot of credit in this game. I'm talking about accurate, uh, uh, precise. I mean, putting the ball exactly where you want to put it for a quarterback. Like, it, it's his Heisman Trophy to lose, in my opinion, at this point. That was an absolutely outstanding performance. But I just think that for Dan Lanning, this is what I was talking about when I said, hey, if you're going to talk a bunch of junk to other teams in the conference and you're going to be that guy, then you better be the same guy when you lose. And you lost the game, you can't lose. So I don't really feel sorry for Dan Lanning because he didn't do his job just the same way that other coaches we're going to talk about didn't do their job this week. And that's as simple as it gets for Dan Lanning right now. Yeah, and I I think, again, I want to make sure that we're getting this right. Washington was the better team. Michael Penix, I thought, was by far the better quarterback. Um, I thought Washington played a hell of a game. There's no way, and you're going to hear from Dan Lanning here in a second, there's no way to spin the decisions that they were making going for three or going for the touchdown or deciding not to kick the field goal. Like Just horrendous decisions, terrible clock management that put him in those situations. And Dan Lanning really just was not here for it after the game. Those two fourth down calls inside the tent, why were they the calls that you made? Yeah, we felt, you know, that, that was an opportunity for us to, you know, get a touchdown and a touchdown changes the game. And obviously we're probably not talking about if we get a touchdown. That being said, you know, the one before half is one where you really could go back and say, let's take that field goal. Um, and it's something I'm going to assess, you know, go evaluate for me. And uh, we, we checked to see if we liked the look. We liked the look before we ran the play. We had a timeout if we didn't like the look. We liked the look and uh, we just didn't execute and, and listen, I, I think I, I just don't I don't subscribe to that theory. I think when you're talking about, hey, do we like the look? There is no like the look. It's kick the field goal. You have to, especially at the end of the first half, you have got to kick that field goal. It is, and it is, it's remarkable to me that we 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 just are willing to sit here and. And say, well, you know, you know, Dan Lanning did the best. He, like everybody on Twitter on Saturday was like, Dan Lanning did the best he could do in the moment. No, he didn't. Dan Lanning got exposed. Yeah. And I think Bo Nix got exposed. And I think Michael Penix Jr. exploded onto the Heisman Trophy scene because with what happened in South Bend with Caleb Williams, I think it, it there's nobody else right now. If Caleb, if Caleb Williams hadn't you know, had the performance he had in a loss. If he had balled out and they still lost, okay, fine. They lost, and Caleb Williams was a big part of the reason SC lost. Michael Penix was the probably only reason that Washington won that game. And I I, I think Michael Penix probably has taken over the, the Heisman Trophy mm -hmm. run. But here's my problem. I think Oregon's a better team, having watched 
just about every second of that game, I leave the Washington-Oregon game feeling like, hey, uh, I think Oregon's a better team. If they make the right decision and kick the field goal at the end of the game, we're having a completely different conversation about this game. And it's it to me, it's an Oregon win. Yeah, and it really bothers me. Like, like I'm I'm a big believer that whether it's at the end of a game or at the end of a half, whenever you can get points, you got to get those points. Like, like you never know, especially at the half, right? Like, you never know what the second half has in store, right? Look at Colorado and Stanford. Best example of the weekend. Holy crap. We're up by a ton at the half, and then we get boat raced in the second half. So in this kind of game, when you know you've got two really even opponents here, and I would agree Oregon is probably the better team leaving the game, but but going into the game, two pretty level opponents. Why would you not? Why, why force something? Take what you're given. It's the old quarterback adage, right? Check the ball down. Take the points. Live to fight another day. And it just it, it, it bothers me. Like on the final drive, like, it didn't, like, Bo Nix, I felt like on the final drive, just from a composure standpoint, represented himself well. But I don't think that Oregon offense represented themselves all that well at all. I didn't like the yeah. play calling. I didn't like the execution. I didn't like the, hey, let's get cute and call it a look. I didn't like those much two, of the looks. Those two misses by Bo Nix on that final drive yeah. are, are unthinkable. To not be able to gain just five more yards. I, yeah. Listen, again, I, I think we – we I don't want to focus all of this on Oregon, but it's awfully difficult not to. I mean, just the the lack of execution. I, 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 coming into the game of the year, without a doubt, is pretty shocking. And, again, I know Bo Nix. Everybody's going to say, oh, his numbers, his numbers. If you watch that game, you don't feel like Bo Nix is, is even close to Michael Penix. I, I came away from that game – feeling like Michael Penix Jr. is the best quarterback in the Pac-12. And that was cemented by Caleb Williams throwing just the two of the three were inexplicable interceptions. Like, I don't even know what you're looking at there. Just inexplicable. And I, I feel like Michael Penix should win the Heisman Trophy. If it were today, I feel like he should win the Heisman Trophy. It's just, it's unthinkable. It's unthinkable to me that you didn't kick that field goal at the end of the first half. And, yeah. and usually we, we go a lot further down the road here um, on this, but I want your thoughts on the Oregon, uh, on the Oregon Washington game and how much blame do you put on Dan Lanning? Because when you're this even Oregon and Washington are two really even teams. I think Oregon's slightly better. And I think obviously quarterback play in college, nine times out of 10 is going to determine who wins and loses. And I just think Michael Penix Jr. outplayed Bo Nix. And I, I'm curious, I would say out of 10 times, I think they would probably be pretty close to splitting 10. Mm -hmm. I, I, I truly do. I, I think it's, I just am amazed that field goal at the end of the first half yeah. is shocking. That yeah. they didn't kick. You're at the three. Just kick the field goal. Well, it really bothers me, too. And, and maybe this is personal for me. I don't know. But it bothers me that that we're talking about a guy who, who, you know, wanted to play the PR game, right? He criticized someone for wanting to get clicks and did the same thing in his locker room. Then came out and played a game against a, a, a team that actually is his own size, if you will. 
and didn't do your job. You didn't execute. You're not that guy. And it bothers me because I was beginning to like Dan Lanning. I, I was like, all right, hey, maybe maybe I haven't given this guy a shot. Maybe, you know, Oregon is a great team. And, and I still think they are a great team. I, 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 I haven't lost that much respect for him. But, but Dan Lanning bothers me. It does bother me that that you want to get cute with saying we like the look or like just say hey yeah you know what dude like it is what it is yeah the clock management wasn't great today yeah you know we didn't execute and what bothers me is in that clip he's like yeah we just didn't execute after getting all cute and trying to use all this terminology it's like dude like don't be that guy if if they had simply done a better job with route route decision making throw the ball to the sideline yeah, I can on that final drive. If you go back, you look at where those balls were thrown. I, even if they're completed, you're probably you're probably in a difficult spot. Like it, I just thought I just thought Washington was better coached. I thought what and if we're truth telling, you know, some of the notes I was taking during the game, I felt like Washington's defense was better positioned for a lot of the second half. They were just in better better positions to win the game. And I, I give I give Washington a lot of credit, man, because I, I think everybody was in this game watching Oregon, and Washington stole your attention. And I think that you knew the, this Dan Lanning style of coaching eventually was co- going to come back to get you, and almost it's almost always in those real bright spot, spotlights against teams that you are even. Or maybe you're just a little better, which again, my opinion is Oregon talent-wise is a little better. These are where the games where it comes back to get you. When you don't make the right decision consistently, and this has been my argument with Dan Lanning, I don't think he makes the right decision consistently. I don't think he manages the clock consistently. Now, that doesn't hurt you against Colorado, who you are a superior team to. It does not hurt you. It hurts you against Washington. And I got news for you. This year, the Colorado game's insignificant. The Washington game is the only one that mattered. Yeah. Now, having said that, having said that, if you look at the AP poll, apparently there was there was a whole lot of respect for Washington because anybody noticed that, yeah, Oregon's just down one spot. They're down to nine. They're in great shape. Yeah, I don't think that. Look, I, I, when you dissect this game from an X's and O's standpoint, you begin to clearly understand that, hey, Oregon probably uh, had five opportunities to win this game, I would say. And maybe more if you want to dive into the play calling or lack of play calling. But when you look at it from an AP standpoint, I agree with how they treated Oregon. This is a really close game. Washington made one more play at the end of the day, and that's how the game came down. But then how do you explain Alabama? Well, wow. and th- this is this is the one I'm willing to stand on this hill and fight. Yeah. Somebody explain to me how Alabama, who lost to Texas, can't get back into the top ten. They're just simply not allowed. There's a glass ceiling here. Does anybody truly believe that North Carolina is better than than Alabama? And Alabama has just won their games, yet they're stuck at eleven. Yeah, and you. you the AP poll is is fraudulent. And how is SC 18th? And I think that's too high. How are they 18th? Yeah. That I that I need an explanation for. How is Louisville still in the top 25? How? How are they 21? You you you're a team that had a lot of questions and now you've lost. How are you still like please? And the other one that's a real question mark here is LSU. 
Like, I'm surprised LSU's all the way down at 19. Mm-hmm. I thought LSU would be would be much higher than that. All right, let's get your thoughts in here. Uh, Christopher Shannon. Alabama is not good. Oh, they're very good. They're, I, I think, and this is, with all due respect, I'm going to guess you haven't watched much Alabama football because you said they are average with most talent. No, they are not average. Yeah. And I, I'll, I'll go back to the ass kicking I took on Jalen Milrow. Because Jalen Milrow has validated everything I said about him. Yeah, and I think everybody gave up on him early, right? And I think now what you're seeing is progression. And you're seeing you're seeing Nick Saban coach this kid up. I mean, there's a reason, and, and we'll go through his numbers here, but there's a reason that people are like, hey, like, is this guy going to contend for, you know, the Heisman? Is he going to be in that conversation later in the year? Well, he's working his way to that. Yeah, and he's not running. He's throwing the football. Yeah. He is he, against Arkansas. 10 of 21, 238, two touchdowns. Okay, everybody's like, well, that's that's just not very good. Okay, well, KJ Jefferson is supposedly this great NFL prospect, and he's he's nowhere near that. You look at Texas AM, 321, three scores and an interception. They don't win the game without Jalen Milrow, right? You you look at the way that he has played, he has gotten better every single week after Texas. Every single week. Mm-hmm. And I agreed with his benching. I think that the maturity he showed out of it has been nothing short of spectacular. And he's at 1,397 yards, 11 touchdowns, and four interceptions for a guy that is every single snap he takes, he's getting better. Texas defensively is not, it, there's nobody on that defense that's average. Mm-hmm. There's not. And it, I think it is wild to me. Wild to me that you have a comment that says Alabama's not good. They are average with most talent. They are not average in, in their offensive line has issues, and I think their wide receivers are very young. Their wide receivers are very young. Even if they were, though, 11th in the nation behind North Carolina? Are you kidding me? Yeah, that, that is – I think it is, it is incredibly – it's wild to me that – you want to say that, hey, you know, they're, they're, you know, they're just an average team. It's not like you look at Milrose numbers. He's, he's averaging about 10 yards of completion. So he's not just dinking and dunking, and he's not constantly throwing the ball down the field. He's reading defenses and, and working through his progressions. And somehow that's average. I, I, I just... I don't understand. I think there's probably Alabama burnout. And 100%. People yeah. will probably never get over that. Yeah. They've been so dominant for so long. I think people like when they're down. There's nothing average about that defense. There's nothing average about Jalen Milrow. Yeah. Nothing. Not a thing. So. And, by the way, I think the other point that remains is, yeah, sure, it's only one spot in the poll, right, from 11th to 10th. But there's no way that North Carolina should be ahead of Alabama. I, I just can't see what, like what justifies that. And and I think this is what we do in sports. We we are going to penalize Alabama for not having an, uh, the opportunity to win another significant game before bowl season gets here, yet we're not going to penalize the top three for having absolutely nobody on their schedule. And we're going to sit here and say that, you know, Penn State or Ohio State putting up 40 or 60 points on some – you know, terrible football team is some great accomplishment that's worthy of a, a a ribbon and a medal. How are you dropping Oklahoma a spot this week? Anybody check that out? Washington was up to number five, which bumped Oklahoma down to six. How is that possible? 
Yet you you won't take Georgia and Michigan out of the top two spots, even though they have neither one of them really have played anybody. Michigan, Michigan's schedule is embarrassing. It, it is East Carolina, UNLV, Bowling Green, Rutgers, Nebraska, Minnesota, and Indiana. They have not played a game where they've given up more than 10 points. And I, I they're being rewarded for it. They will not play a game of significance until November 11th at Penn State. Oh, what's Michigan Homer going to say? Oh, well, you're right, Monty. We, our defense is incredible. We haven't Come played on. a game where we've given up more than 10 points. Well, yeah, who are you playing? It is a crime that Oklahoma dropped a spot. I, I, and I could, I could go up and down. Like the fact that Oregon is still in the top 10 and Alabama's outside looking in is wild to me. Yeah. Wild, because Alabama's done exactly what you – you you know the, exactly what you wanted them to do, which was win games, and they're getting penalized for it. Yeah. it. It is it's absolutely wild. James Oak State and Big Twelve fan Heisman. Why is no one talking about Ali Gordon? Because he hasn't earned it. You're on a you're on a mediocre football team at, at Oak State, who doesn't have a quarterback, and you're putting up big numbers in games that are not of consequence. Heisman trophies are won in moments. And Ollie Gordon, as as unbelievable as he was this weekend, running and, and receiving for 100 uh, each, that's spectacular. He's not a Heisman trophy candidate. And this is similar to what I said about, about uh, Brock Bowers at, at Georgia, who, by the way, is out four to six weeks now with tightrope surgery in his ankle, um, which means he almost broke his leg, uh, unfortunately. But... He, the Heisman Trophy is won in moments. And there are very few moments of consequence for Ollie Gordon. Yet they're all over. The, if you watch the Oregon-Washington game, Michael Penix just made throw after throw after throw after throw. Mm -hmm. And it was an unbelievable performance. And he got hit multiple times, made the right plays, stood in the pocket even after he got hit, made the right plays, like... He was he was unbelievable. He was unbelievable. Yeah. That's where you win. That's where you win the Heisman Trophy. A guy like Caleb Williams, hey man. I love my Irish. He I, I could have intercepted two of those three passes. Unbelievable. Bad, bad, bad decision making in a showcase game on national TV. That loses your Heisman's. Yeah, that's a moment just in the wrong direction, unfortunately. And here we are. Here we are talking about Lincoln Riley and and the, this defense again. And I just don't know. I don't know what you what you do. I mean, I give Lincoln Riley a lot of credit because he was pretty brutally honest about how bad SC's been after the game. There's no there's no magic pill for this, right? You go you go to work. You address the areas that. Uh, that are not showing up on Saturdays. You, 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 you know, you look at, you know, you look at any personnel changes that you might make. What are you doing schematically? What are you teaching fundamentally? Because again, these little things, one of them changes, two of them changes. All of a sudden, the whole thing can flip. You know, the whole thing can flip. It is such a game of momentum. And so, yeah, there's, we know what we got to do. You know, now we just got to put the, put the work in and go do it. And the most important thing for our locker room right now is going to be ignoring all the outside noise. And we've got to believe in one another and what we're capable of. And we got to stick together. This group is more than capable. Now we got to go do it. We got to go make the corrections. We got to go fix the things that we got to fix. We got to coach and play better. 
but is it is it in our power? Is it something we're capable of? I, I believe it to my core, and we're going to go fight our ass off to get it done. And I give him a lot of credit. It's not like I and it's it's what I say every week about guys like Deion Sanders this week, just taking his team apart at the at the at the joints, dude. Like you have to do that. And you know, maybe this is part of the Dan Lanning conversation. Dan Lanning's got to own the fact that they should have kicked those field goals. Dan Lanning's got to understand that and and really the interesting thing is guys like Mike Gundy who's pretty much owned the fact that his quarterback situation was not good. Because it's garbage. And now it's kind of worked itself out. Like, he owned that early in the year. I give a lot of credit to, it's why I've criticized Joey McGuire at Texas Tech so much, because there's there's been a, a, what I feel like is a lot of spin and a lot of tweaks. And Lincoln Riley just told you they're not close. We, we're, like, you listen to Deion Sanders and, and you hear what he says. Listen to Deion Sanders taking his team apart. There are times where you know what group is in, you know what group you're on, but you you, you have a, a lapse of, of understanding in those crucial moments. Uh, right now, we're not built for the moment. We're not built for the moment. Um, some of our players aren't built for the moment where they have to make a play or they have to keep contained or they have to make a block or they have to get a, uh, another yard. We're not built for the moment right now just taking his team apart and and I'm I'm here for it. Yeah. I'm absolutely here for it. I think it's exactly what you are what you're trying to do and I think it's one of those things where man it, it listen if you're not going to be honest about it you're never going to improve. And I think one of the things that's so interesting about Deion Sanders is that they're not good. This loss to Stanford was embarrassing and he straight up said this loss to Stanford is embarrassing. And by, my players are not buying in. And my players are not doing what they're supposed to be doing. And then what's the next thing he said? As coaches, we're not doing our jobs. We're not doing what we're supposed to be doing. Because I think this is the first week where we can really point at the defensive coordinator and the head coach at Colorado and say, hey, you guys didn't do the job. Because they, could, they should have absolutely, one, leveraged their timeouts better, and two, slowed the game down a little bit. And... I don't know what Shador Sanders was looking at. Another cat that took himself out of the Heisman race this weekend, throwing terrible interceptions that just, they had no business throwing that ball up in the air. Like you, you either win or you lose. And you look at, you look at Oregon, they lost on bad coaching decisions. You look at Colorado, they lost on bad coaching decisions. You look at, at USC, the quarterback threw up pop fly interceptions and you lost on coaching decisions. Like, it, it's not this game. I think we try to complicate this game into some kind of chemistry set. And it, it's what we've talked about with Marcus Freeman at USC. If you're not going to have your dudes in the right place at the right time, which, again, you watch the USC game, they had guys running on and off the field as USC was snapping the ball. Again. Again. It's how, how does that – how do you get a penalty if you're Marcus Freeman? How do you get a penalty for celebrating – or you burn a timeout, <coughs> which gave USC the opportunity to kick a field goal at the end of the first half. Yeah. How, oh, because you made a good play, and we're going to go celebrate while USC's hurrying up to get to the line, and you're going to be offside, so you got to call a timeout to help USC. How? 
because you're undisciplined because you're poorly coached. Yeah, total lack of awareness in the moment. It's wild. Yeah. It is absolutely wild to me. Um, let's see. Derek Roche says the loser of the Washington-Oregon game got respect from the AP. Both are still top 10. Yeah. It's exactly what we were talking about. It's, it's amazing. Well, it's clear that they're both really good teams. I, I, I mean, that that much is very clear coming out of that game. I, I The conversation to me uh, is not whether they're top 10 teams. It's whether they're college football playoff teams. I mean, that's for Washington and Oregon, that's what you're playing for. And I think that kind of win uh, for Washington gives mm. you all the storylines you need to jump into the college football playoff assuming you went out. Right. Yeah, and that's a big assumption because Washington, I think, has a much tougher road ahead. Stan at Stanford, at USC, Utah, at Oregon State, Washington State. Like that is that is what happened to Washington State. Good grief! Maybe it's not what happened to Washington State. What in the hell is going on in Tucson that they all of a sudden find themselves over five hundred overall, four and three? They're two and two in the league, and they dismantled Washington State on the Palouse, man. Did you guys see Fafita? And here's here's a question for you. What do you do with Jaden Delora now? Because um, I got news for you. Noah Fafita's my dude. I'm not taking him out. 342 again. I like and I I don't I'm guessing. Wild guess. Most people do not watch Arizona and Washington State. Sorry, folks. That's what it is. But I'm telling you, Noah Fafita, 232 against Washington, who now that looks like an unbelievable performance. Three touchdowns and a pick. Uh, 303 yards and five scores at USC. In triple overtime, they lost that game. And now you go up to the Palouse and you win 44-6. to I'm the real. And he throws for 342 and doesn't turn it over, only gets sacked once. Like, I'm not – sorry, Jaden Delora. You're yeah. not getting your job back. Nope. <laughs> it's over. Nope. Right? There's nothing else. UW fan Jim, Roma Dunsey has the strongest hands in football. Yeah, I'm stud, dude. Absolute stud. And isn't it, isn't it wild to watch great, great wide receivers when the ball is in their catch radius? When it's in the area, forget it. And I'm not even talking about being on frame. I'm talking about within their ability to catch the football. And he is. That was one of the most. And I don't want to go over the top with it. I think this Washington performance was one of the best wide receiver performances I've seen all year. Yeah. It was truly remarkable to watch guys like Roma Dunsey, uh, Jalen Polk. How many big catches is that kid going to have? Like, repeatedly. The Giles Jackson touchdown. Like, I I felt like this was one of the best quarterback giving his receivers a chance to make plays who went out and made those plays. Mm -hmm. That was so, so, so impressive. And then, I mean, our, I don't even know how you look at the, the, the defensive numbers in this game and the absolute precision and discipline to keep Bo Nix from running all over you. I thought they were, and I think Bo Nix played a great game, but he ran for 14 yards and averaged two yards a carry. Yeah. Because the ends were really disciplined and stayed home and the linebackers didn't over pursue. And I think very clearly, very clearly, 
that was in the game plan. Like you've got to they and I don't really feel like they had a, a spy on on Bo Nix the entire game, but I thought it was the smart thing they did is they weren't trying to sack him necessarily no. every snap. Nope. They were trying to make him throw the ball to beat them. Contain Bo Nix with your front seven and then play man coverage across the board. It's and, not a hard concept. And he consistently took the check down. Consistently. Now, I completed, what, 33 passes. Only average seven yards of completion. He took the yeah. check down. And that's what I'm saying. Great defense doesn't mean you held him to 10 points. Yeah. A lot of times in big totally. games, great defense means you made another play or you you stayed disciplined within the scheme you needed to play to have a chance to win the game. Like That's what great defense is about a lot of the time. And, and that's why I was so disappointed in Oregon because I felt like, man, like you mm. guys are taking some risks you don't necessarily need to take. I ne I wouldn't necessarily be blitzing Penix constantly I, I would be making Penix make more decisions than normal make him you know go through that progression and you know check it down con like do to Penix what they did to Bo Nix because when you do that at least then you can control uh you know you can mitigate all the bombs down the field make and, them check it down and Oregon only got home on Penix once so all of that all of that rushing all of that disguise yeah was for not, and he, I, I, that was so impressive. That was such an impressive performance, and I think you look at what is ahead. I, I think the team now. One of the games we have to talk about is the the Oregon State win over UCLA. I thought was for a spot in the in the Pac-12 title game, and we talked about that, and I, and you wondered out loud, hey, is UCLA that team? Is UCLA the the, the dark horse, they're not. But here's the question. Can Oregon State beat Washington and, and, and Oregon back-to-back -to, -back to end the season? And that's, that's asking an awful A lot. lot. And that, that Oregon game, obviously, is at Autzen. We saw that last year at Reeser. And, I mean, you're asking an awful lot. But boy, tell me Oregon doesn't have, Oregon State doesn't have everything in front of them to play for. And you're going to look back at that shootout loss to Washington State and really be scratching your head because they were simply a better team than UCLA. They were just better. Oregon State was a a I I don't even I don't even think it was much of a game. Yeah. I think it's going to be very interesting to see how all of this plays out. Very, very interesting to see. Tarrant County boy says, mullet man, I'm a man, I'm 60. Mm -hmm. Well, he is. But, hey, I'll, it, it, I'm to a change man. his point, Ollie Gordon's really impressive. And I think when you don't have a, a, a standout quarterback in alpha, you better have somebody, and they've got Ollie Gordon now. And that's a that's an impressive win. Yeah. Um, I And – has anybody looked at the the has anybody looked at the Big 12 standings? Great win for TCU. Absolutely dismantling. Dismantling BYU. But hey, um all of a sudden, yeah, Iowa State and Oklahoma State are right there at the top of the table. And they're both one-loss teams in the conference. Now, let's not kid ourselves. Oklahoma State has a mountain to climb. You're going to West Virginia, Oklahoma, at Houston and BYU to end the season. BYU is, I think if that game's in Provo, boy, that's a different conversation. <laughs> yeah, but it's not. It's in Stillwater. Mm -hmm. And I think as long as uh, as long as Ollie Gordon's healthy, this team can win every game that they're in. Yeah. 
And it'll be interesting to see them fight. I mean, they're better than Cincinnati, you would think. Yeah. UCF is so damaged. Maybe Houston's got a chance to really put some hurt on 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 the pokes. I, I don't think so. I just think the way that that they're playing hard. There there's no other way to 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 say it. O- Oklahoma State's playing hard football right now. Yeah. And they're they're just beating you phys- physically. Matt Hergert says Oregon would beat the brakes off Alabama in a game right now. Okay, that's just an uneducated take. I next comment. Do you guys watch Alabama football? Yeah. I, I'm just I, I'm I'm curious. I'm not trying to be an asshole about it or excuse my French. I'm not trying to be a jerk about it. I'm just curious. Do you watch Alabama football? Because to say that Oregon would beat the brakes off of Alabama, Oregon plays a very favorable style for Alabama's defense. So I I there will be no beating the brakes off of Alabama. Yeah. Not by Oregon anyway. I just disagree with it. Not a fan of the Ducks, just reality. Matt, with, with all due respect, I mean, that's your opinion. And I don't think you're wrong. I just have a very different opinion having watched a ton of Alabama football. And I, I, I spend a lot of time on Sundays when we're sitting around watching the NFL. I'm watching tape from Saturday. And I see Jalen Milrow becoming a real problem at quarterback. And their defensive line at Alabama – they're coaching boys up down in, in Tuscaloosa. Because they know they need to. Because that defensive line is getting better and better and better. And I think Bo Nix would – here's the other thing coming out of this Washington game. The secret sauce is out on Bo Nix. They cannot beat you throwing the check down. Bo Nix is going to have to learn to have the courage to throw the ball down the field, in the middle of the field, between the numbers. Oregon's going to get limited. Because that I think that's, that's really how Washington won the game. Is they really they really limited them? Uh, Uncle Filthy says can't wait to see Oregon State beat Washington and shut everybody up. <laughs> that's going to be a game, and that game's at research, so that's going to be pretty good. T Duck, Kyle, what's uh, the latest then? Pac two for two years? I have no idea what you're talking about. I don't know what that is. J Rod, how the heck are you? Well, this is what happens when you have a sport that can. Completely relies on subjective rankings to determine who plays for championships. Truly, well, truly, you're not wrong about that. You're you're not wrong about that. Kyle Wilson, uh, Washington beat Oregon more impressive than Oklahoma beating Texas. No, 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 no. Actually, it's not. Oklahoma before that game had no business winning that game. Like, let's be clear, nobody nobody saw that coming. And then to come out and grind Texas out. Uh, to have Dylan Gabriel drive the ball down the field on the last possession and win the game. Nobody saw that coming, dude. And and it immediately catapulted them into the top five before this week, and it catapulted Dylan Gabriel right into the Heisman conversation. And going into the Washington and Oregon game, these two were even. These two were playing for, hey, who's going to have a shot to try to do the impossible and go undefeated in the Pac-12? And I think the way the Blue Bloods schedule their, their seasons – which has always been a major problem in the Pac-12. Oregon and Washington have a very steep hill to climb to make the playoff. I would say even to make the the Pac-12 championship game. Yeah. And I look at Oregon and Texas. The the that day in the Cotton Bowl was for a spot in the college football playoff because I don't think either one of them is going to lose again until they play each other in the Big 12 championship game. Yep. So I don't I don't think. I don't think there's any chance Washington beating Oregon is more impressive than Oklahoma beating Texas. I, I, I disagree with that wholeheartedly. 
what do I know, right? Uh, Cam Harrison says, good afternoon, guys. Cam, what's up? Good to see you. The Todd Father says, uh, ISU lost to Ohio because we had uh, norovirus. I wasn't going to bring it up. Makes me want to puke. But now we've lost to Iowa by seven and killed uh, by OU second half with all underclassmen on offense. Great sign. Yeah. I mean, there's the character that's being shown in Ames is, is pretty impressive. It is, it's hard to, uh, it's hard to argue that, that what Iowa state's doing now is, and, and the thing that I would have said to Iowa state back all those weeks ago now is you probably should have popped a buckshot. Yeah. I mean, and you would have gotten over the norovirus, right? The norovirus. Uh, join me right now, uh, in hitting a buckshot. You know, we do it every day, right about this time, usually 20 minutes ago, but the comment section has been lit. Good to see you guys. Let's hit a buck shot. There you go. 200 milligrams of naturally sourced caffeine with a bunch of brain food. No, it did not help me not play the worst golf of the season. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Terrible golfing weekend. Uh, but it did knock out a headache yesterday, which it's great for. Because not only is it caffeine that's naturally sourced, but it's also... A bunch of brain food combined to make one of the best energy supplements you're ever going to use. And that's what I love about Bucked Up. I say it all the time. You know what? It's excellent ingredients that make an excellent product that just does what it says it's going to do. There are no big spikes and no big drops. It's just level energy to get you through the rest of your day. You got that big report. You got a big phone call. You got a big sales pitch. Maybe you got a long drive home and you're tired. Hit a buck shot and get done what needs to get done. And I'll tell you right now, if you you don't want to take my word for it, in the description below, go get the uh, shaker cup. There's a free bucked up shaker cup, and I'm telling you, they're the best in the business. They've got the post with the little blender ball on there so it doesn't flop around, make a big mess. They're the best shaker cups you're ever going to own, any color you want, and you get three supplement uh, samples of your choice. So if you're a pre-workout guy, I banged that Banff pre-workout this morning at 5. I was up in the gym, hit a big leg day today with Mrs. Monty, got some shoulder pressing in. It was awesome. Thanks to my friends at Bucked Up, I use their pre-workout every day. I use their six-point creatine every day. Go get it in the description below. Get the free samples. Hook it up. BuckedUp.com. In just 15 minutes, a massive announcement for you on the show. Maybe Mother Nature will be gone by then. I seriously doubt it. You gonna set an alarm for like the the gaff tape or what do we do? It's not in my house, dude. I mean, I'll set an alarm if you like. I'll just be way over here, right? Like the sunlight is, sunlight is crushing a bro. Uh, But in 15 minutes, a huge announcement on the show. It's a big contest with a massive grand prize for you. We are super stoked uh, to make that announcement. We'll have that for you coming up in 15 minutes. Drew Christensen, a member for four months on the show. Let's go, baby. Very embarrassing day for my Cougs on Saturday. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I would say that BYU, the Ben (laughs) Bywater injury is a real bummer. It is a real, real bummer. Ben Bywater is a good dude. His career came to an end. He had a shoulder injury. He is out for the year, and it's just a bummer. He's well-liked by his teammates. He's a key contributor on that BYU defense, Um, and it's just a real drag that Ben Bywater is out because that is – I don't know that many people thought that this defense was going to be as good as it is. He was such a critical part of it. And 
sure, we can have a next man up mentality and, hey, this is why you recruit and this is why we're deep and get all that. You don't replace a guy like Ben Bywater. You yeah. just don't. And I've said it about guys like Isaac Rex when he has been injured in, in recent years or a guy like Max Tooley or you don't replace those guys because yeah. they're high character guys or high, high you know, performance guys, like you count on them because they come through. He's talented as hell. Yeah, I mean, the a, guy's a playmaker. It's a real bummer. Matt Ritson for four ninety nine. What, what worst USC offense losing to Notre Dame or Colorado defense twenty nine nothing lead? Oh, the Colorado defense. I mean that it it's unforgivable. The character Stanford showed. Hey, that's one thing. Terrible defensive play calling, terrible clock management. Your defense is struggling, so you're Shador Sanders, and you come out and you throw interceptions that are just unforgivable decisions. Yeah, and we got to talk about, you know, this this combo of, you know, Travis Hunter, a cornerback, and Shiloh Sanders playing safety, and both overrun the play, and the guy runs for a touchdown. How does that happen? That, it's it's, terrible it, it's, angles. It, it is... It is undisciplined. It is bad coaching. It is, it, it's just not good enough. And... And I'm cool. Prime, you know, Prime called his players out. Uh, there's a video going around X right now, Twitter, where where Prime's standing on that podium in his locker room saying, hey, we're practicing Monday, which is typically an off day. And I appreciate that out of Prime. That's what they should be doing. So I just was incredibly disappointed. They played a great first half, dominated Stanford, and then you took it easy and you got complacent. And then what happened? Stanford jumped all over you and you had no response as usual because you're terrible playing from behind. So it is what it is. That's what happened. Yeah, it is It is really shocking to me that we're in an era of coaching where, I mean, there are no surprises. And, and listen, I understand that Stanford is one in three. The trees are not good. They had lost four straight. Like, this is, this is wild to me. And then you start understanding that Io Manor was the only guy doing anything. And it was it was stunning that you have both of your safeties working the other side of the field. And so the play you're talking about is the ball goes to Io Manor and Shiloh Sanders is running full speed. Like, where are you going, dude? <laughs> like, we're talking playing defensive back in football is point A to point B, and point B is where you think that guy's going to be. And you miss, you, bro, if you're going to run where's that your hard, pro where's bro, your protractor, man? Dude, if you're going to run that hard to a spot, you better be ending Buddy's life with a hit. Like, I, I, I'm talking about you overran that thing by 10 yards at least. There, I mean, because the, the, the identity of a cornerback and a safety is very different, right? Like, a safety... It, it's called a safety because they are the safety net. They are the protector. No one gets yes. behind me mentality. And the cornerback's job is to make the wide receiver's life miserable and be all over them. And it's not an easy job. I would say playing cornerback is much more difficult than playing safety, in my opinion, just from an athletic, like, making decisions standpoint. And yet Shiloh Sanders is out here week in and week out, and I love you, dude, but you can't get physically pounded against Oregon because you talked all that junk and then come out against Stanford and just look terrible. Like it, it, that's not good enough. And so that's why I say like, I love prime. I love what he's doing there, but that coaching staff 
has a lot of work to do. And I don't care if your name is Sanders or not. That was not good enough. The interception by Shador in double overtime. Yeah. What was it? From like the four. Yeah. How, how are you throwing that interception? How, how? And then Prime afterwards in the press conference is like, yeah, he shouldn't have thrown the football. Throw it away. Let us kick the field goal. Like, that's what I love about that's Prime. That's it. That's Throw the all. ball away. Let us kick the field goal. JC for $2 says, it's been a minute. Have a great show. Thanks, JC. Appreciate you. Does Fresno State still have a shot at an, a New Year's Six? I doubt it. <laughs> you, you have to be so perfect. You have to be so perfect. And I think that that one loss, I think, ends it. I truly do from where they are and who they have left. I think it's tough. Steven Smith for $10. I think you guys will need to reevaluate Iowa State's season after beating Cincinnati on the road. They will have a shot to get to six wins, um, but they will struggle with Texas and K-State at the end. Dude, so you want to talk about structure? What the hell was that at Texas Tech? <laughs> Bro. Dude. Damon, Will Howard lost his job. I said Will Howard lost his job. I knew today would be shitty. How is that possible? Yeah, you know how it's possible? You're throwing pick after pick against good old Oak State. That's how it's Wild. possible, dude. Aaron Wilson, Gifts of Monty Show membership. Thank you, Aaron. Appreciate you. Sorry about your voice. Love it. How much, how much leash does Joey McGuire have left? I don't know, dude. I mean... It's a philosophical conversation at this point because he's not repping real well right now, bro. At, at what point do you do you say to yourself, uh, we're, we're three and four with losses to Wyoming, West Virginia, and K-State? And really, if we're being honest, the K-State loss was not as close as the scoreboard. Mm -hmm. And... You let a freshman run for five touchdowns. At what point do you ch change a game plan? Um, and the other the other part is you got to go to BYU, TCU, Kansas, UCF, and oh by the way, that trip to DKR at the end of the season. And then you want to say, oh yeah, we uh, yeah we we wanted to do what we did because because the quarterback, you know was running a lot. That's that was the excuse for, you know, Texas Tech. And and I don't understand what like I just I don't understand the philosophy right now with Joey. I I I don't like I, I understand. So I understand if okay, we're just not good enough, at, you know, when you compare us to the other team. Like they're just a better team yeah. than us. Okay. Cool Colorado. I understand it with Oregon even though you talked a bunch of junk you shouldn't talk. I understand you're just not as good as them. Okay, cool. But Texas Tech is playing teams that they should be better than. Like, just straight up. You should have better talent. You should be a better team. I don't get it. And you're just not. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't understand it. And if I, I I mean, I could not believe that you are you were not you were not do change the formation. Yeah. Like stop like yeah, anyway. Lance Johnson, massive alert. Okay, Okie State and Gundy, not quite dead yet. Go pokes. <laughs> yeah. Hey man, maybe his grave was dug a little too early. Yeah. You know what I mean? Tommy Fisher, Josh Hoover was was even more impressive. Yeah. Yeah. I I listen, Josh Hoover deserves credit. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, I I'm trying to figure out, and and this is this is just 
how are all these quarterbacks just chilling behind? Because I even look at Texas Tech with Morton. How he's he's been good, no problem, right? You look at Josh Hoover. Josh Hoover was great. Is there is there anybody that that wonders? Um, well, he did throw for four hundred yards on a really solid defense and four touchdowns. And TCU won forty four to eleven. Where's this cat been? Yeah, and you know what really. And again, I, uh, you know, I respect BYU and what everything they got going on, but you know it really bothered me today when I'm listening to their media availabilities with different different players. Heard it in multiple different versions from different players. There was one player who said, "Yeah, the pick six to start the game really just kind of it, it just took the wind out of our sails." Like that, like almost kind of saying, like he did, he said it without saying it. Like basically, you know, we were just kind of that was kind of that's it. where the game ended. And, and I'm just like, hold on a second, man. Hold on a second. What do you mean that's where the game ended for you? That was, the, what was it? What was that Keaton's first throw? Yeah. Or like second throw or whatever it was? Like, I don't know. I just, this weekend, to me, like, obviously, trends in college football are changing, right? When you look at, you know, Oak State, whoever you want to look at, right? You know, Will Howard and K State, whatever. Like, trends are changing, and that's what we see in college football, but that doesn't excuse some of the, just really awful, awful play. Like, I understand people have bad weeks, but there's a bad week, and then there is just, you are just There's awful, a really bro. bad week. Right? Like, I, I, just surprising. Like, Will the man. Will Howard thing. I'm just like, man, like, I love Will Howard. I'm a Will Howard guy. And to see him do that, I was like, dude, like, where did that even come from? What were you looking at? Yeah. Kenneth Maynard for uh, $5. Tez Walker beat the brakes off of Miami's defense. Mm -hmm. He's looking like a good two-way player, by the way, run and pass. Uh, UNC looking tough. What a first start for Tez. Three touchdowns. Yeah, and he had like, uh, what do you have, 130, 140, 132, and three touchdowns. And uh, had two carries, 19 yards. Like Drake May. Drake May's another one that feels like he's flying under the radar a little bit. Well, apparently not because they're ranked ahead of Alabama now. They're 6-0. So. They're 6-0. I don't know how they're ahead of Alabama, but they're six and zero, and he has been Drake May has been pretty much as advertised. Twelve touchdowns, four picks, nineteen hundred yards. Like, yeah, it, it it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see where. Like, who would you give the Heisman to today? Panics, no doubt sure. about it, hundred percent, right? No, not not, even a not close. Yeah, but I don't know that North Carolina has a game left. Where you can be like, yeah, that's the one that's going to give. Well, and, and I think it's, it's not a thing where Drake May sucks. I'm not saying no. that. Drake May is a hell of a quarterback. But but, but I think that there's a, like, when we were talking about Oregon Washington about 20 minutes ago, there you made a point about how Penix just looked in control. And, and that's what I look for in Heisman candidates. Like, hey, you, even when you're being blitzed, you take the hit, balls on the money. Yep. It's not about whether you were getting hit or not. You just delivered the football. He looked in control all day long against Oregon. Caleb Williams looked lost all day long against Notre Dame, who didn't reinvent the wheel, by the way. I might add, and I know you're a Notre Dame guy. They didn't reinvent the wheel. All they did was pressured him to force him out and to make him make decisions on the run, and that led to very bad results for Caleb Williams. I, I like He's a damn good quarterback, and one week shouldn't define a whole season, but people yeah. are not going to forget that performance. But I also, I also look at... Notre Dame's defense. I 
I think there's a lot of value in pulling back your pass rush and playing shell and making a guy throw to beat you. And I think that's what they played the skies in the secondary. I think they did a really good job, again, Notre Dame, of not being over-aggressive, especially in the A-gap. Because a lot of times you'll send linebackers through the A-gap and they'll get caught in the wash and the outside's open uh, because there's no there's nobody there to, to, to get down and – I was I was really impressed oh, and, with that. And I was impressed too, like scheme wise. Like I know there's been a lot of issues, especially on the defensive side of the ball for Marcus Freeman. But when they did pressure Caleb Williams, they sent him left, like against the grain, against his body, make him flip his hips. Like I'm a big believer in that, man, especially with a guy who's athletic like Caleb Williams is. You need to send him the opposite way that's natural for him to throw it. Because that just makes it that much harder to complete a pass. And, and it worked. And maybe I just don't want to believe that Notre Dame was as good as they were. I didn't feel like Notre Dame was. Well, they're not 50 points good. I, let's be real. They're I mean, not 50 points good. Audric Estimate didn't break 100 yards, right? I mean, you didn't have – it's not like Chris Tyree went crazy or, you know, Rico Flores or I, – I mean, Hartman only had 126 yards. So it's not like – it's not like they had this dominant offensive performance. Now, I know they put up 48 points, but you just didn't feel you didn't feel like that. You felt like J.D. Bertrand was the best defensive player on the field. Yeah. That's what you felt like. You felt like Jack Kaiser was one of the best defensive players on the field. You felt like Benjamin Morrison and Xavier Watts and all our dudes on defense really played well and played discipline. And it's stunning to me that we had, Notre Dame had six sacks. That's absolutely 11 tackles for loss. Yeah, I just think offensively, you you didn't need to be incredible in this game because the defense was so good. And, and I think, to your point, like, Estimate didn't have huge numbers in this game, but what did he have? He did have ground-and-pound possession football uh, in this game. And I think that's his wheelhouse, running you over in yeah. the A-gap for six yards is what he does best. And somebody needs to explain to me how USC doesn't have a better offensive line. Yeah. Man, I, 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 I'm stunned. Like, I, I, I know that you've been the noted Lincoln Riley critic on the program, but, man, I look at that, that offensive di- that line. That was different, dude. That was – I have been the Lincoln Riley hater. That was different against Notre Dame. This roster cannot compete in the Big Ten. No. You nope. better get more phys- – and it's really a good friend of mine was, was – we were texting back and forth talking about how they were just getting moved on the defensive and offensive lines, yeah. USC was. yeah. And it, it's really surprising that a guy like Lincoln Riley doesn't own that territory when you have your pick of the litter, especially on the offensive side, and you look at guys like Daryl Russell, Lawrence Jackson, all the great defensive yes. players that have come through USC on the ends and the lines and the, the Cushings well, and the Matthews. Well, people forget about those guys, and, though, dude. People, people forget about... Mm. The athletic chaos creating USC defense in their heyday. Like they forget about those guys. And it's mostly because of the window that USC has gone through the last 10 years. It's not that USC can't have a great defense. It's just that they haven't been able to. They don't. And right now they don't. And it's not that they can't. They don't. Dude. And I think that honestly, like, like I'm getting to a point with it where I'm like, Hey man, like Lincoln can sit here and tell me he's got to make changes. And now we got to go and make changes. And it's cool. Like, Make changes, sure, but there you don't change your philosophy week to week. You don't just turn you don't just turn a bad, terrible defense into like a ball hawking, intimidate you, physical yep. ass Oregon defense. You, like that doesn't just happen. And it's funny 
I didn't think we'd be leaving the Notre Dame game saying, yeah, wow, the defense for USC actually played better than the offense. <laughs> How is that even possible? Notre Dame's defense dominated. It, it's wild. Uh, big shout out to Matt Hergert, newest member on the show. Let's go, Matt. Good to see you. Excellent. All right. The moment you've all been waiting for. Uh, huge announcement on the show. I am so thrilled. You know, you guys... You guys really take care of this show. You watch this show on a daily basis. You subscribe to the channel. You give us thumbs up. You join our membership. Um, we could not do what we do without you. So we try to find ways to reward you. And today, I am thrilled to announce that we are sending you plus one to see the Las Vegas Raiders take on the Minnesota Vikings December 10th in Las Vegas. Now, if it was just December 10th, that would be one thing. Right, right. But it's not. Here's what you get. You are going to get two nights at the Flamingo in Las Vegas. Now, of course, I picked the game where Vegas is sold out. Like, there's a ton of stuff going on in town, so it's a great weekend to be there. Yeah. So you get two nights at the Flamingo. You get a uh, full dinner at Mastro's Ocean Club. Um which it, we're going to have you. We're going to make a reservation for you. We're going to put you in the treehouse. If you have not been to Mastro's Ocean Club at City Center in Las Vegas, it is going to be the best dinner probably you've ever had. It is amazing. It is the steak's amazing. The butter cake's amazing. The bar's amazing. You name it. It's awesome. It is the dinner experience of a lifetime. You're going to get two tickets to see the Raiders. You are, we're going to add experiences to this. And there is a certain little thing happening in Las Vegas right now that I want to spoil, but we're trying to get tickets, which is 100% sold out. I'm for real. We are working on getting tickets to a certain circular thing. Uh, uh, yeah, it's round and yeah. shape and stuff. Yeah, uh, but it's sold out. So we're trying to pull some strings. So we're going to keep adding to this. But just know you're getting two tickets to see the Raiders and the Vikings at Allegiant Stadium in Vegas. Now it is a drive away. I want to make that very clear. So if you are one of our great Nevada listeners, if you are one of our great Arizona listeners, Utah, Idaho, all of our Coloradans that listen to the show, you, absolutely, we're going to hook you up. We're going to give you a Visa gift card to cover your gas. Like we've got the hookup. Now, if you're one of our Floridians, if you are one of our Texans, one of our Oklahomans, mm -hmm. and you want to get yourself to Vegas, we're all in for that, but we're not going to provide airfare. You can drive away. We'll give you a Visa gift card. We're going to give you dinner for two at Mastro's. We're going to give you a room for two nights, and we're going to send you to see the Raiders and the Minnesota Vikings. Yes. It is going to be amazing. It is all brought to you by our good friends at Sound Sleep Medical. You guys, I, I know that um, we're all uncomfortable about talking about snoring. We're all uncomfortable about talking about sleep apnea. And I can tell you I have had family members in my life uh, that have struggled with things like CPAP machines, that have struggled with having to have all these tubes in this loud machine. Well, the good news is, is that Sound Sleep Medical takes care of all of that for you. You get to soundsleepmedical.com slash Monty. All the information is there for you. Um, and let's, let, hey, look at that. As, as if on cue, let's get Matt Deering from Sound Sleep Medical to join, the, uh, to join the show. Matt, welcome to the Monty Show. So I was just saying, like, I have, I know a lot of people that use CPAP machines, and I know how uncomfortable that is. 
I know how embarrassing it is. As men, we don't like talking about it, but you guys have a solution for that. That's right. And hey, we're really excited to be here with the Monty Show. This is a great opportunity for us to share with us that this, or share with you, you and your listeners the the op- opportunities we have in uh, treating sleep apnea. So you, you talked a little bit about how you know this is not a CPAP. Let me show you how cool this is. I got one back here. Uh, this is a, vi- a very small oral appliance device. It's custom fit just for your mouth. What happens when you're sleeping is uh, you kind of lay back, you rest, and that lower jaw starts slipping back, right? That when it slips back, it covers your airway and that starts to snore. And then eventually it gets back so it blocks it all the way off. This device, what it allows you to do is it it keeps that back jaw from, from dropping backwards, right? Yeah. So it keeps it forward. And look how teeny tiny that is. How, how much nicer is that to travel around with than a CPAP device? Oh, man. And there's no tubes and there's no cleaning and there's no, like all of the noise and the, it gives you that restful night of sleep. And I think this is something I know you guys care about so much because one of the things that you see when, when you go to um, the Sound Sleep Medical website is you talk about sleep quality and mm-hmm. man, Matt, talk about what a good night of sleep does for the body. You know what? Here's what I was amazed by. You know, I, I didn't realize I have sleep apnea. Right. Four, year, four years ago, I, uh, I know I snored. I knew my wife didn't like it. And I, I went and I got tested uh, here at Sound Sleep Medical. And I learned that I had sleep apnea. And so I got a device. And the, the results and how quickly you can experience results are amazing. I slept the next night. And here mm-hmm. was, here's what's even cooler. My wife slept all through the night. And so in the evening, both of us had energy still. We could handle our kids, whatever they were throwing at us. And when they were able to go to bed, we didn't just jump in bed and try to get some sleep. We actually stayed up and spent some time together. It was amazing. Wow. So, and that happened night one. It's been going that, that, that great for uh, the last four years. Well, and I think it matters. You know, we, we, we forget about the fact that snoring really impacts marriages and relationships. Mm-hmm. And I think it's one of the, again, I think it's one of those things as men, we're all prideful about it, right? Like, and I, I think it's also really important to talk about the fact that this is not an off-the-shelf, sh- off over-the-counter, here, try it on and see if it fits. This, this is a customized device that really makes a difference for each and every person because it is individualized, customized for every one of your patients. Yeah, and not only is the, the device itself customized, right? We're going to do a scan of your teeth. You use a digital scan. We're going to send that back to a lab. The lab's going to make sure that fits nice and snug and, and, and super low profile against your teeth. But the treatment is also customized, right? Mm. So we use the device for the treatment, but depending on your needs, depending on how well you're adapting, we, or depending on how your jaw sits, it could take us a couple weeks, a couple days, maybe even a couple months to really hone in your treatment. And once that thing is honed in, that's when it's going to be great because you can get over-the-counter devices, put them in your mouth and try them out. For 90% of the people, that's not going to work. You're going to leave the, need the help behind all the support of our dental, our dental staff, our doctor staff, our, our uh, nurse practitioners to help you really hone in and get the good, good night's sleep that you deserve. Yeah, make sure you get to soundsleepmedical.com slash Monty. Now tell us about this uh, free sleep screening because, again, I think we all have these these big stories we make up in our head about how invasive it is. And it's this is actually really easy. And again, I said the word free sleep screening. Tell us about that process. All right. So most of the time you're going to go to uh, a sleep lab. They're going to want you to come over, spend the night over there, hook you up with a bunch of tubes and hoses and, and cords, and uh, and then tell you had a great night's sleep or not. Now, of course, that's pretty uncomfortable. We use a home sleep test. The next time we're, we're on, I'll, I'll grab one. But we use a home sleep test, 
as a screening. This is free. You come in before your consultation. You'll do this test as long as you get four hours of it. That's four hours uh, during the night. We're going to have a good indication of how you're sleeping. It's uh, basically just kind of a ring that goes around your finger. Uh, it does have a nose candle that get, gets us your oxygen levels and a device that sits on your chest to help us know which position you're sitting at. At the end of the day, we're going to have a really good understanding of how you're sleeping and whether or not oral appliance therapy is going to work for you. Wow, that's awesome. So much easier, so much simpler, so less invasive. That's the thing, like those CPAP machines, dude. I'm so thankful that I've, I've never had to deal with a CPAP, but I, I just remember my father-in-law carrying that thing around and having to clean it. And it, this looks so small. It's so much easier to travel oh this gosh. little small device. Yeah, those CPAPs are super limiting. I had a patient just come in the other, uh, it was about two months ago. He was going out to Asia and wanted to try mm -hmm. something different. His wife's like, you have a CPAP, but you, listen, you can't bring that with you. We're going to be going from you know, Cambodia to Thailand or wherever else. And so they came in for something different. They got the device. He comes back and just big handshakes, big hugs, super happy. He said, that was the best vacation I've been on with my wife. I got better sleep. We were more rested. We did more things because I could keep up. She loved it. I loved it. He said, I, I'd recommend this to anybody. That's awesome. Again, I'm telling you, man, sleeping makes a big difference in your marriage. It makes a difference in how productive you are during the day. Soundsleepmedical.com slash Monty. Go there, sign up uh, for your free sleep screening. And again, Matt, really appreciate you being here. Really appreciate you guys jumping on board to help us with this promotion. And we'll, uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Yeah, looking forward to it. Thanks, guys. You bet. There you go. Matt Deering, Sound Sleep Medical, you guys. And I know these are things that sometimes we're uncomfortable with, but you listen to Matt and you listen to the solutions. He talked about how it changed his life. These are things, if you're a snorer, I'm telling you, it impacts your, your, your entire life. Like, how does, your, how does your wife feel? Where do you guys sleep? If you're somebody that's sleeping in a separate room, um, or maybe your wife sleeps in a separate room, or maybe you're the guy that goes to sleep and you wake up and your wife's not there when you wake up, Man, think about how that feels. Think about how that impacts the relationship you have with yourself. Sound Sleep Medical has a solution for you. And it's not a machine. It's not a tube. It's not a loud noise in the middle of the night. It's really easy and it's a custom solution just for you. Hook it up, soundsleepmedical.com slash Monty. Um, man, I'm so thrilled those guys are on board. They present our Las Vegas uh, drive away uh, to see the Raiders and the Vikings on December uh, 10th. It is a two-night stay in a hotel, and I'm telling you, we're going to hook you up with that. We got stuff cooking, baby. Just got to get pull some strings, use some relationships. So, uh, again, thanks for uh, thanks to everybody who who's on on board. Um, Matt, we'll talk to you again soon. Appreciate that. Whew. How do you guys okay. feel about that? Great trip. Really exciting. Um, let's get some of your comments on it. Um, let's see, Lance Johnson, who's been a member of the show. By the way, and I would like to say I appreciate that uh, you guys are our members. Uh, our membership numbers have never been larger. Mm -hmm. um, he says life will be grand in the Big 12 this season. Yeah, well, yeah. after this season, I don't know that so much we can say that, by the way. Um, let's see. Where are you guys at on this? When is my pillow getting a sponsorship spot? Mike Lindell is a patriot. Okay, let's move on. Uh, Tarrant Ugh. County Boy says, sleep in the bathtub. Great sleep. Ooh. Yeah, right. Or you could just, you know, 
go to Sound Sleep Medical. And you don't have to sleep in the bathtub. And then you can get back on your million-dollar bed that you bought that you can't use. Right. Uh, Louis Capazzo. What's up, Capazzo? Good to see you, my guy. I snore like a freight train, hence the reason I have a CPAP. Dude. Dude, I'm telling you, this is for you, man. Seriously. Yeah, it is. And I know snoring is something that when I was heavier, I used to snore all the time. And those moments, guys, I've been there. Like, I've been tested for sleep apnea, and thankfully... I do not have it, thankfully, but I don't snore anymore. And I can tell you it's improved my wife's quality of life. And I take that really seriously, man. Like, wow, look at that. Mayor McCluskey, what a coincidence that the missus and I were looking to go to a Raider game. Does this trip include a Jack in the Box gift card? If you want it to, if you want it to, let's go. go, Good to see you, Mayor. Um, Let's see. Owen, what's up, Owen? Good to see you. Oddly enough, magnesium supplementation has helped me minimize my hourly events. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Uh, Jeremy Callahan, taping your mouth shut is a lot more work than just slapping on uh, the fighter pilot mask, you guys. Taping Dude. your mouth shut is so dangerous. You don't have to do any of this. Go to soundsleepmedical.com slash Monty. Trust me, I know it seems like a lot. It's not. It is not, and your insurance will cover it. I'm telling you. This is such a good solution, and I love that it's custom. I love that they analyze your sleeping habits, your sleeping patterns, your breathing patterns. You cannot, if you're somebody that doesn't sleep well at night, and you are you find yourself at 10 a.m. like doing the head nod at your desk or, you know, like there's no worse feeling in the world, you guys. Um, by the way, the other part of this, I want to I want to make sure that you, that we all point out when you go and you sign up for a sleep uh, evaluation, a free sleep evaluation, um, you get ten to one entries to win this contest. So if you're a member of our in our Instagram group, you know about this. At about eleven o'clock, we told everybody about it in that group, and a bunch of guys have already signed up. If you want to go and see the Raiders, go sign up for a, a uh, free. Uh, sleep evaluation. And again, yes. I, I want to make sure that we keep saying that it's free. Um, soundsleepmedical.com slash Monty soundsleepmedical.com slash Monty. Go sign up. You get 10 to one entries to win this contest. And if you are a member, this is the other thing. If you're a member of our show, everybody that signs up in our membership for a, a sleep evaluation, you get 25 to one because you're a member of the show. So it, it, we always take care of our members. We're always going to hook up our members first. Join the membership. It's $1.99 a month. You'll get all your comments highlighted in red. But to get that 25 to 1, you have to be in our members-only Instagram group. That's $9.99 a month. Um, it is well worth it. It is a great group of guys. Um, Boss Frog is in there talking about all the great steak joints across the country that he goes to. <laughs> and it's super fast Porsche. I'm like, trust me, it's worth it. Um, so go hook it up, soundsleepmedical.com slash Monty. Sign up for the sleep evaluation. It's free. Take a screenshot, DM Jake or myself yes. on the Monty Show on Twitter and Instagram. Jake is on Twitter and Instagram, SLC Jake on Twitter and Instagram. Sign up for the free sleep evaluation. You must go and do it. You can't just sign up and blow off your appointment. If you blow off your appointment, you're not registered to win. That is, we want you to go and change your lives at soundsleepmedical.com slash Monty. Appreciate so much, everybody, that uh, 
that is participating. James for $5 says, I was rooting for Notre Dame because of Monty. Happy as team one. Let's do Notre Dame Okie State part two. Excuse me? Oh, I'm sorry. Oak State part two. <laughs> 2022 Fiesta Bowl rematch in the Cotton Bowl. Would love it. Would absolutely love it. Uh, NBA commissioner, salty drunk. Great competition for international members, you jerks. Salty, as soon as a keg of 4X gold... <laughs> Shows up on my porch. I will do a. I will do an international contest. That's right. That's the UPS guy. He's he's at your door to Asking pick it up. Asking for our signature, bro. Uh, Mike Chase says, "How do we win the driveway?" Very simple, guys. Very simple. Soundsleepmedical.com/slash/monty. Go there. Sign up uh, for the free sleep evaluation. It's really simple, you guys. Really simple. Sound Sleep Medical. Uh, is our presenting sponsor on the uh, on the giveaway. Go to soundsleepmedical.com slash Monty. They have seven locations in Utah, Ogden, Layton, Salt Lake, uh, Murray, Sandy, American Fork, and Provo. Um, go get it. And all you have to do is go to your appointment and do the sleep evaluation. I'm telling you, it'll change your life. It will absolutely change your life. And if you sign up and you're a member of the program, you get 25 to 1 entries. That's it. Pretty That's simple. It. Pretty simple. Um, who else? I'm telling the It's an amazing, it's an amazing thing. Dude. Everybody's excited about it. Yeah. I love it. Uh, Harry Austin, the sleep study seems to be only for Utah residents. Uh, we are working on a side hustle piece thing for our Texans. A lot of people from California have asked, well, hey, our Arizona folks, uh, we're working on it. Trust me. We'll have a way for you guys. Don't worry about it. Uh, Mike C. Rodriguez. Leighton Office did a great job with my device. Pretty happy with them overall. Wow. There you go. Look at that. See, we have a member of the show who's who's a sound sleep medical client. Yeah. I love it. Glad to hear that, Mike. I, it's so hard. It's so hard when we as men have to talk about things like snoring. It's yeah. It's really, it's not easy to do. Um, Monty is slurmonger John Steinbeck. I have no idea what that means. Yeah, what does that mean, dude? No idea. Uh, running back uh, Texas versus Oklahoma part two. I hope so. Big 12 championship. Who doesn't want to see it? Who doesn't want to see it, man? Like, I, I know I want to see it. Um, let's see. Capazzo says the eye patch, not true. I have snored my whole life, just not just since I've gotten fat. Um, the eye patch. Yeah, absolutely. Obesity and snoring have nothing to do with it. Do you know how many high-end athletes I know that snore? I mean, it could be hereditary. It absolutely is hereditary. I think sleep apnea is hereditary as well. Um, snoring, absolutely. Obesity is a, is a, is, is part of why people snore, but it could be genetics, the way your nasal passage is built, the way your yeah. jaw is built. Yeah. That's why when you look at this thing with Sound Sleep Medical, it's a it's a uh, a mouthpiece essentially that puts your your jaw back into the proper position. Go look at it. Soundsleepmedical.com. Yeah. I promise you obesity is not the reason people snore. Uh Tarrant County boy, can I get ninety nine tacos for two cents? Man, I wish. That would be amazing. 99 no and i would i would probably snore more lance johnson where do you think the term okie came from i have no idea i have no idea og gary so it's 25 to 1 for everyone and guaranteed win for me right yet yeah, that's exactly wrong that's right exactly wrong, exactly wrong. <laughs> um, dakota tubbs hey jagoffs there i said it 
<laughs> Somebody got it in today. Let's go. Nice, nice. Uh, Boyd Lake, whether or not you still have your tonsils, uh, adenoids, et cetera, has a lot to do with whether you snore or not. It does. It does. Tony, uh, if it wasn't for all the showboat and personal fouls and unsportsmanlike penalties, buffs would have likely be would likely be five and one. Yeah, well, you're they not did, wrong, and they lost. You're not wrong. That's one of the most frustrating games of the weekend. Yeah, because I don't. Is Dan Lanning frustrating? No, but it's disappointing. Coaching decisions beat Oregon, and a really good Washington squad beat Oregon. Yeah. Deion Sanders and his coaching staff beat Deion Sanders and his coaching staff. Colorado absolutely lost themselves that game with really bad decisions on the field and really poor adjustments in the coaching staff. Bottom line, like you lost, and they have not had control of their emotions probably in three weeks. Mm -hmm. And I think it's hurting them. Uh, NBA commissioner, salty drunk, I suffer from sleep apnea, so this device is genius. Yeah. Indeed it is. Uh, mid Florida Academy fat equals snoring. Yeah. I don't think that's the case all the time. If you're overweight and I will say I snore far less than I used to because I've lost a bunch of weight, but there's no doubt obesity and snoring go hand in hand. That's not the only reason people snore. OG Gary, I gained 50 pounds in one year and started to snore and I never used to snore before. For me, it's probably weight. Absolutely. Could be. Huh? Absolutely. Could be Uh fat Jesus. Fat Jesus. Dude, God. you're a stud, bro. Fat Jesus, you guys, wrote a book. He wrote a book. We'll have to, we'll have to figure out. We'll, we'll talk about that. Yeah. We'll talk about that. I'm the snoring king. Uh, Tarrant County boy, shoulda, coulda, woulda. Uh, shoulda, coulda, of in the buffs. Uh, there you go. Okay. Tarrant County boy says fat. Uh, OG Gary, definitely going to schedule a meeting with them. You should. You should, man. You absolutely should. The eye patch says, I was going to say it can be hereditary as well. Yep, absolutely it can. Uh, Boss Frog for $5. First time the Frogs look like a cohesive team since the Michigan game. Wonder if leadership concerns exited at the quarterback position. I think. Hey, uh, no comment. Next question. Do you, do you ever go back? No. You don't. Nope. I don't think there's any way, man. No, I, this is the Will Howard thing. You're not going back. It's over. How about Will Howard lost his job, you yeah, guys? Yeah, it's over. You're done. You lost, he straight up lost simple. his job. It's that simple. And, and and we can sit here and, you know, whether it's TCU or K-State, you know, whatever. Coach Kleiman, Coach, Coach Dykes can sit here and talk about, mm. uh, oh, well, you know, we took Will out at the half because – the defense we were going up against was giving us a lot of looks that, uh, you know, the quarterback could run in. And so Will's not that guy. No, Will's not been playing well, so you took him out. And that's just what it is. And, and you know, Chandler Morris is, you know, whatever. Injury or there not, There were a mid. lot of questions about his leadership and his attitude. Yeah, yes. A lot. And now you have a, a guy in Hoover that thoroughly dominated BYU. And he's a freshman. And he's everything you want him to be. What is 6'2", 200 pounds. I mean, that's a kid that can grow into yeah. a really elite performer. It is a huge advantage to have a freshman that projects out for three years in your yes, program. Yes, it is. It's a huge advantage. Yes, it is. And in this conference going forward, your ass better have a quarterback. Program. Because if you're in the Big 12 and you don't have a quarterback, it's going to be a rough, yeah. rough go. Yep. 
Uh, Christopher Shannon, twenty nine nothing at the half, and y'all think it's wrist flashing why they lost? No, no, I, I think we didn't it's, say that. I, I I don't even know that it has anything to do with wrist flashing. I think it has to do with poor schematics. I think it has to do with complacency. I think it once you as a football team, and I think we've all seen this out of our squads. Once you turn it off, you're like, ah, we're up 57,000 to nothing. It's over. Yeah, where's dinner at? Yeah, let's go polish our diamonds. Yeah. Uh, you're not turning it back on. Nope. And to throw that interception in, in, I think it was double overtime that game went, to throw that interception in double overtime instead of taking the points, and then Stanford turns around and kicks the field goal to beat that ass, that's not, that's not showboating. That's stupidity. Yeah. That's bad. That's bad football IQ. Yep. That is a bad coaching staff in that moment because he Prime's got an elite coaching staff. But when you're not talented and your leadership is not razor sharp on the field, Shador Sanders exposed himself a little bit. You got to be better in the moment. You have to know. Well, and I think that's what Prime talked about, right? I mean, I think that's such. It's so funny you say that because because Dion said. We are not built for this moment right now. Like, our roster just simply is not good enough yet. There are times where you know what group is in, you know what group you're on, but you you, you have a, a lapse of, of understanding in those crucial moments. Uh, right now, we're not built for the moment. We're not built for the moment. Um, some of our players aren't built for the moment where they have to make a play or they have to keep contained or they have to make a block or they – have to get a, uh, another yard. We're not built for the moment right now. And I, you can't disagree with him. No. You know, like I, you can look at Oregon. Okay, Oregon is talented. They, don't, they damn near won that game with some really bad decision-making. They're built for it. Washington clearly built for it. USC, BYU, Kansas State, Texas Tech. Hmm. I'm not ready to say those programs are built for it. And I and I did not misspeak and say Kansas State. I, I do wonder about the quality of that football team. Yeah. So you make a change at quarterback like they changed with Will Howard. Like I look at Utah this weekend. Look at Utah getting a win with Bryson Barnes. And the thing that was so impressive about that game was Cal was actually up 7 nothing in that game that nobody watched. And Utah came back and dominated. And to have Vaki run for 158 yards and two touchdowns, that tells you the quality of the leadership on that team. Yeah, I mean, it, it, this 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 year's Utah team is the essence of Kyle Whittingham football. Great defense, no quarterback on offense, so you're going to run the football. I mean, that's just who they are, and there's nothing wrong with that. Now, that's not college football playoff worthy, and it's certainly not conference championship worthy, in my opinion. But that doesn't mean that, that they are not fun to watch. I, I'll tell you right now, watching – like Notre Dame, USC, watching Notre Dame run the football the way they did is incredibly enjoyable, dude. That 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 ingredient mm. is missing. Watching Bucky Irving do his thing against Washington, incredibly enjoyable, right? Yeah. And and obviously it wasn't enough. But I'm just saying we get away from running the football, and then it's like we invented fire when we start handing it off and having success. Isn't it funny how how much the quarterbacks in this league matter? I, I will, again, not to be redundant, I'll go back to Arizona and talk about Fafita. Should never lose his job. Yeah. USC lost this weekend. They're still 4-0 in the conference, obviously. But Caleb Williams, through interceptions, can't do that. Washington won this weekend. Michael Penix dominated. Oregon State won this weekend because 
you got decent play out of your quarterback. Oregon got okay play out of their quarterback. Bad decision made were made for him in a lot of places. You look at Bryson Barnes, a 5-1 and one Utah team that should probably be 6-0 and oh if you had Cam Rising. Don't have a quarterback you can lean on. Mm-hmm. So you're 5-1. You're and one. Fafita at Arizona. Like, you can go up and down this league, and this includes Shador Sanders at Colorado because now it's great that Shador's got all these numbers up, but you're part of the reason and a pretty significant part of the reason they lost that game. Absolutely. So No doubt about let's it. Not, let's not sugarcoat it. That is – that's rough. Yeah. That is absolutely rough. So, uh, duck season for 99 cents. I appreciate you, bro. Thank you. Boss Frog for forty nine ninety nine. Damn. By the way, history repeats itself. Ballard injured midseason. Dalton takes over. BCS Bowl. Two BCS Bowls. Uh, Paschal injured midseason. Boykins takes over. New Year's Six Bowl. Morris injured midseason. Duggan takes over. College football playoff. Morris injured midseason. Hoover takes over. <laughs> I mean, maybe this is the boost that this club needed. Maybe. Because, I, I again, boss, I think you and I think every other supporter of TCU would, would have to agree. You knew you were taking a step back. Yeah. You had elite performances from really high-character guys that went on uh, – well, some went to the NFL, others did not. But now – I think you're you're below where you thought you would be, and all of a sudden you get this amazing performance against BYU. Well, I, I think it brings the fire back in your program anytime you bring in a fresh face at quarterback. Yes, and they do the job. And, yes, and, and and however that job gets done is is, is what it is. But I, but I got to tell you, like Josh Hoover, somebody that that I, I do think projects. I mean, again, you know, yeah, sure, does he have some some weaknesses and some things to work on? Of course, he's a freshman, but. But the idea that he can stand back there and and you know just deliver it all day long, no problem. You know, uh, you know, loved what he was doing pre-snap. Like this guy gets it. And and again, I'm not saying this is some you know incredible guy yet, but no. But you got to be encouraged by what you see. And I think for a football team, it's like in the NFL. Like when any any of these teams that that are really struggling at quarterback, dude. When you don't have a quarterback, the defense isn't so inclined to to. You know, take that huge hit. The the the. Well, look the, at Avery Johnson. Yeah, I mean, you're replacing Will Howard, and you ran all over. Yeah, Texas Tech. Yeah, like that's somebody that a roster is going to get behind. And yeah, I just yeah. I, I, so for TCU though, mm. yeah, I think well, let's see. Let again, it's what I always say. Okay, great. Beat the hell out of BYU. Who's got next? Let's yeah. see what you do. Yep, Tony Barber, uh, it's true about the lack of talent on the line and defense, but Ute's crazy to think uh, where they'd be without the cockiness in fighting and penalties. What do you mean? Yeah, what do you mean, dude? But it's crazy to think. Are you talking about Colorado? It is crazy to think where they would be without some stupidity. Everybody's learning. Yeah. There were bound to be learning curves, right? Boyd Lake, the SEO king of America. Uh, BYU's a couple of years away. Boy, you're, you're not, you don't have anything to say about Zach Wilson today? You have anything to say about a huge Jets win today? Come on now. I agree, BYU's a couple of years away. Kansas State looks totally different with Avery Johnson, a quarterback. My God. My God. Absolutely. OG Gary has officially entered himself into the Vegas drive. Let's go. OG Gary gets 25 to 1 entries because he's in the. Uh, yeah! The members-only group. 
25 to 1 entries for mm-hmm. OG Gary mm-hmm. to win the uh, drive away to Las Vegas uh, to see the Raiders and the Vikings. Um, man, that's awesome. You got, I'm, it. I'm so excited about this, about this contest, you guys. Like, you know, we, we have great partners, whether it's Canyons Golf and Park City, who we closed out this, this yeah, weekend. The golf season weekend came to Canyons an end. Golf, man. I can't believe the golf season's over. Although I'm not hating the fact that I'm trying to book golf and Jake doesn't want to play with me in Hawaii. Please. I'm not Please. hating the fact. But uh, Mrs. Monty and I were going to play Turtle Bay. Yeah. Uh, up on the North Shore. And, and now Mrs. Monty's trying to get me to do a turkey trot. And she's like, oh, let's do a turkey trot. Then we can go hike Diamond Head. I'm sorry, what? Is Mrs. Monty going to start strength training? or? <laughs> we did a big leg day today. Okay, then, yeah, you probably got to do the turkey trot. God. I mean, you bought hokas. You might as well use them. Uh, I'm not I'm not inclined <coughs> to do a turkey trot. I... <laughs> anyway, we have great partners, um, and it's just great to bring on um, – you know, this Las Vegas driveway presented by Sound Sleep Medical. Um, they're such good people that are making differences, you guys. And again, you want to go see the Raiders? You want two nights in a hotel? You want a great steak dinner? And this show we're going to send you guys to on Saturday night as well? I'm telling you. Yep. I'm telling you. Yep. Sound Sleep Medical. Get to soundsleepmedical.com slash Monty. Register for the free sleep evaluation. That's all you got to do. And DM me. And then DM Jake with a photo of your appointment, and you have to execute. You can't blow off the appointment. You blow off the appointment, you do not, you do not get entered to win the prize. So let's go. Uh, AAR says Jets are back. Aaron Rodgers on the sidelines. Okay. Yeah, and coming up in about fifteen minutes, we're gonna do. Yeah. We're gonna go heavy NFL. But Aaron Rodgers, there's no way he can stop. Be back. Stop. There's no way he can be back already. Uh, Tanner Plummet, credit. Uh, Credit to the Jets. They played well. They deserve to win. Uh, the Eagles are very average. That's an average-ass football team. And, yeah, we'll talk about it at Football 50. Uh, Utah better say goodbye to their home win streak, Doc Season says. Man, you just don't take a break, do you? No. Already, just coming off of, of, of a coach's – coming off of a, a loss by Dan Lanning. Yeah, what's your comment on losing to Washington? Oh, that's right. You don't have a comment. You just go to hating on Utah. I Dan gotcha. Lanning lost to Utah. Uh, go Black 45. Go Tigers. Uh, Monty and Jake, who gets in a one-loss Washington or a one-loss Texas if FSU, Georgia, and uh, Michigan uh, go undefeated? Oh, I don't think there's any doubt Texas. Yeah, Texas. Te- that, it's going to be tough. If they run the table, it's going to be tough to beat that Alabama win. And then they will have avenged their loss to Oklahoma. Hmm. I think that's going to be tough. Um, the eye patch, classic Whittingham football yeah. versus Cal. Yep. Cam, man, I hope we see Cam rising. By again. the way, by the way, the Cole Bishop targeting nonsense. Oh my God! It, it, it is a, it's a joke, Stop. dude. Stop. An absolute joke that they called it, and then Utah appeals and it still gets denied. Absolute joke that he's going to miss time because of that. Stop! It, it's so frustrating to me. That, yeah, t- targeting in college football, somebody's got to do something about something. Because I can't, I, I can't even. I, mm, why, wh- what is it? Why can't certain people do 
because I can't even. Uh, Boss Frog, who, by the way, has been a member for three months. Let's go, baby. Let's go, Boss Frog. Appreciate you. Woo! Pig Stewie! Uh, okay. 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 Um, <laughs> I'm always here for that. Uh, Lance Johnson says homers. What are we homers of? Yeah, what are we homering on? Am I? Yeah, I don't know what you mean. Um, that call was BS. They're trying to hand a dub to USC. Yeah, they need it. That was not targeting. No chance. Duck season. Uh, Washington was good, but we are better. Remeet in Pac-12 champion rematch in Pac-12 championship, and we went on a neutral field. I think here's my biggest problem. Is Dan Lanning going to get in his own way? The arrogance, the attitude, I love it. But when you lose, you got to own that. Yeah. And I'll play this piece of tape again because I don't believe he owns it. And Dan Lanning not kicking the field goals, especially at the end of the first half, changed this game. And I think that Dan Lanning should be getting a significant amount of heat for Those it. Those two fourth down calls inside the tent. Why were they the calls that he made? Yeah, we felt, you know, that, that was an opportunity for us to, you know, get a touchdown. And a touchdown changes the game. And obviously, we're probably not talking about if we get a touchdown. That being said, you know, the one before half is one where you really could go back and say, let's take that field goal. Um, and it's something I'm going to assess, you know, go evaluate for me. And uh, we, we checked to see if we liked the look. We liked the look before we ran the play. We had a timeout if we didn't like the look. We liked the look and uh we just didn't execute i'm just telling you i don't know how many different times i can say it i get it dan i get it dude you wanted to you wanted to put your foot on their neck but that's an emotion you cannot be emotional as a head coach and I think we're learning that about Coach Prime at Colorado. I think we're learning that about Jake's favorite coach, Lincoln Riley at USC. I mean, you cannot be emotional. If there's one thing that Kyle Winningham is never, it's emotional. Yeah, He is a robot. He is a machine. Yep. And he wins games because of it. Dan Lanning, I understand why you wanted the touchdown. But you, you can't go for a touchdown in a situation where – Washington was never going to allow you to run that ball in. Right. They, that was not happening. And Bo Nix, and again, I understand, Colorado fan, I understand you're all in on Bo Nix and you should be. He's not throwing you to a win. Yeah. There's a reason he averages seven yards a catch or, or per attempt, excuse me. Yeah. Because he takes the check down regularly. You needed to kick the field goal, especially – at the end of the half, kick the field goal. Yeah, what really Take bothers me about it is you would think that he'd be prepared on that knowing it was a road game, right? I mean, as a head coach, you you you, you have to be nailed. It's like you have to be have to be you have to be committed. And and if you wanted to say, hey, the game plan was we're we're going. So the broadcast said in the moment uh, during the game. Hey, they've been going for it on fourth down all year long, and they've been really successful. They had a percentage. It was a really high percent, like 80-plus percent, whatever it was. Yeah. And, hey, this is a strategy. They've been doing this all year, so they're going for it. But what I'm saying is that's a boneheaded-ass thing to do. Go for it against crappy teams. Okay, we're better than you. Four downs, great, whatever. Not against Washington. It's wild. Against Washington, you need to take the points because, again— 
I'm a big believer, especially in the first half. Hey, take as many points as you can possibly get. USC, which they did, right? Oregon didn't do that. And let me, I know this is rocket science. Hey, Dan, how many points did you lose by? Oh, that's right. You lost by three points. Got it. Okay. Whenever you miss those points at the end of the it always comes back to always, get you. Always, man. Because you don't have. In the NFL, you can kind of get away with it. But the Giants, look at the Giants yes. yesterday. Yes. Completely blowing that. How are you running the ball there? How? How? how and how and at least I it? could understand it because you have Saquon Barkley. And it's still stupid. I I, I got to say, yeah, I'm, I, I didn't feel that way. I felt like, hey, I don't care. Dude, I don't care if Bettis is back there. You're throwing that thing in the end zone because there yes. is no way an NFL team, and I don't care if it's the Kansas City Chiefs, are going to make the play, and I'll, you're going to run the ball, the other team's going to lay on you, and then you think you're going to you get You could have had Come three on. snaps to throw the ball there. Come on now. And I, I just, yeah. And anyway. everyone wants to say, oh, Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor was good enough to win that game. Your play calling was not. You lost 36-33, man. Come on. And, and, and Dan Lanning needs to wear that. Wear it. Uh, James Oak State fan. Uh, Nick Saban is better man than Dan Lanning. Well, I just think Nick Saban's been in the game longer, and he makes he, he's done more. I, I yeah. Everyone wants to do this thing because they're 11th in the nation where we're like, oh, is Alabama as good as Oregon? Yeah, I think Alabama's better than Oregon, dude. And you know the frustrating thing? Dan Lanning's a really good coach. He is. I think he's going to be—he will learn from this. We're not talking about garbage secondary plays in Boulder. Yeah, like, we're not talking about Mario Cristobal completely having a mental meltdown. Yeah, that's we're not what we're talking about. We're talking about a guy about. being overly aggressive because he got emotional. Yeah. And I think I think that the, the toughest part for the, the Big Ten folks, especially to digest, Dan Lanning got better because of this. Oregon got better because of this. And I'm a I'm a Dan Lanning believer. I I, I think he is he is I would think he would get better because well, of this. Well, and I, and I think just to end this really quick, you go back to the Texas and Oklahoma game. Let's not forget what Sark did. Sark was in a position where they had the ball with like just about 2 minutes left. It was like a minute and 57 left there at the end of the game. And you're like, "Okay, you got to drive the ball down the field." And ideally, you scored a touchdown here. And what do they do? Their play calling is so conservative, they never gave themselves a chance to score a touchdown. They gave themselves a chance to get to whatever that ended up being, the 40 or whatever it was, where they kicked that field goal from. And everyone thought that that game was over, including myself. And then Dylan Gabriel showed up and did what he did. So I just, I sit here and I say, man, like you. Be aggressive with your play calling. Yes. If you're going to lose, lose going down the field. Don't lose handing it off when you should be throwing it in the end zone. Yes. Like, totally, totally agree. I, I, It's just, yeah. I think it, it'll be interesting to see how that works. Duck season, Dan Lanning is better. Than, see, you say stupid shit, and right there you get exposed. Dan Lanning is not half the coach that Kyle Whittingham is. Yeah. Kyle Whittingham is more experienced. I don't even have to explain Yeah, I, I, and I don't even think that he believes that comment. No. Uh, Ethod says, I don't have an issue with Lanning's aggressiveness other than passing up the field goal before halftime. Yeah. I would agree with that. And you know what the sad yes. part is? If he had the three points there, it totally changes how you approach the second half. <laughs> Jeff Woodward. Nike makes great running shoes, not great kicking shoes. <laughs> <laughs> and you know the oh thing? Oh, my God. I'm, I'm watching the Oregon kicker. 
anyone notice he looked tight on the sideline he looked like he was squeezing <laughs> and i was like there is no way that buddy's making this kick and how do happening. you how do you waste those helmets that oregon wore with those crappy paint splatter uniforms don't ever <laughs> wear those uniforms again burn them wear the bright ass ugly yellow ones or for the green, care, wear the kelly green ones. Oh, i know you're oregon wear green good like, lord you know Jim Choi, you get the three before the half, and Oregon was getting the ball after halftime. That's my point. Like Mike Smith landing choked on his own ego. Yeah. Dice rolling ducks. That they did. Uh, Tony Barber. Hey, Tone. Uh, hey, Tone. Uh, the plays at uh, fourth down were also easy to defend and anticipate. They need to move on from Bo Nix. And I know that sounds crazy. But when you start to see his limitations in passing situations, he can be schemed in passing situations because he's not great on the run. And I the, the same thing about Keaton Slovis at BYU. Keaton Slovis is not an accurate passer. Yeah. And it really, in these moments when you go to TCU and you're playing a good football team. That was a, I mean... That you can't throw a pick six. Dude, that wasn't like a, yeah, man, I don't know. He just... Just misread it. No, dude, I love you, Keaton, but that was an ugly interception. Christopher Shannon, uh, big Penix energy scared Dan Lanning. I don't know about scared. Well, you know what it was, dude? You know what it was? They, they, Penix gets the ball back there. And you score on two plays? I, if, if I've ever seen standing on someone's neck on the end of the game, that's what it was. They go right down the field, no problem, yeah. as if you didn't exist. And, yep. and that, for me, was where the game ended. It, no matter what Bo was going to do, I didn't believe you you were scoring there to end that game. All right, the Monty Show uh, presented by our good friends at PrizePicks, prizepicks.com. Make sure you download uh, the PrizePicks app. There's a link in the description below. Use the promo code Monty. Uh, October is our biggest month that we've ever had at Prize Picks. So many of you are playing with us, and it is a load of fun. Until you, do you guys understand how bad of a beat dude. I took on Friday night, dude? So Prize Picks is pretty straightforward. It is it is less or more on Prize Picks. That's it. Daily fantasy, less or more. So I was like, all right, not much going on on Friday night. Why don't we? prize pick some preseason on BA action. Right. Non-Believa action. Right. Which is short for the uh, NBA. Right. Um, I was like, okay, Lakers and Dubs. <laughs> no problem. Duh. Victor Wambin, your mama. Victor's the way. 16 and a half points. Took more. Cash. Easy. Austin Reeves. Way better than Josh Giddy Mitty. <coughs> uh, 11 and a half. He, he dropped 16 for me. Anthony Davis. I'm sorry, who? Anthony. After the street clothes, Davis. Davis. 13 and a half. I took more. <laughs> You're so fucked. 13 points. Yeah. Yeah. And he was like three of 11. Mm. And, and in, in the last possession before they took him out of the game, had an open turnaround jumper that he knocks down 80% of the time. <laughs> Ball slipped out of his hands. Turnover. My fucking ass. All right, well, I'll cash still because I've got, you know, Chris Paul. It's, the point god. Uh, it's six and a half points. Okay, yeah. I took more. <coughs> He's at <coughs> six points. Dude. 
That's so wait, a pipe job if I've ever seen one. <laughs> let me get this right. Let me get this right. I'm one point from two players away from cashing $200. No redos. Because that's what this would have cashed. Dude. One, I said one point. Don't believe us. From two players. And, and it didn't roll over. And daddy's got a new pair of shoes. No. Didn't happen. <laughs> so why would we stop there? <laughs> Let's let's go with Dak Prescott. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I got Dak Prescott less than 256 and a half yards. Now you listen and you listen well. They're playing, Dak. they're playing your boy. You shut up. Dak. Dude, they're playing your boy. Dak. Donnie. You do you. And you do it well. Never. You do not come in here, <laughs> Dak. You don't come in here throwing for 300 yards. You you play for the Cowboys, suck out loud. Actually, just be average and win the game. Mm -hmm. Bye, please. That's all I'm asking. Just be average, okay, sir? 255 yards or less, Dak. Uh, Zach Wheeler, my guy. Let's go. Red hot. I've won with him three straight times out. Keep rolling. Six and a half strikeouts. I went more. Connor Bedard. Mario Lemieux, Sidney Crosby and Wayne Gretzky semen got together and made Connor Bedard. Stay hard. <laughs> Connor Bedard and Zach Gallen, nine and a half shots and goals and strikeouts. Hell yes, I went more. Connor Bedard's going to win the Hart Trophy. Yeah. And then there's Josh Palmer. Uh, who? <laughs> Why do you say hurtful things like that? His quarterback is a guy named Sex Machine, uh, Justin Haybear. Right. Six targets. Of course, I went more. <laughs> That's Josh Palmer, who no one's ever heard of. Come on. <laughs> you guys, do you see? Do you, do you guys see? I knew today would be shitty. He says nobody's ever heard of him. Hugh Janus. Like, are, do you see what <clears throat> I deal with every day? <clears throat> oh, Josh Palmer never heard of him. He's just some dude, Palm and Josh. Please. Okay. 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 Now, well, you gonna since, pull mine up? Since, since I don't know what I'm doing, let's go to the guy who's down to $13 <laughs> in his prize picks account. Oh, well, look at this. Zach Wheeler, six and a half strikeouts. You took more. Right. Looks an awful lot like mine. Right. Connor Bedard. Right. The seed of Lemieux, Crosby, and <laughs> Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves got in on that Festiva too. Right. You took more. Then here's where we park company, sir. Bryce Harper. He sucks. Lie detector test determined. That was a lie. That is a lie. He's been amazing. <laughs> uh, one and a half hits, runs, and RBIs. More. He has our full respect. Brandon Marsh. This one seems, this is the one that's going to bite you right on the taint. The taint. Brandon Marsh, one total base. All he needs to do is get a base hit. You can't walk. He's got to hit the ball and get on base. Right. Okay. That'll happen. And he's going against Zach Allen. Yeah, that'll happen. All right. There you go. Those are our prize picks. Make sure you download the prize picks app. Uh, in the description below, use the promo code Monty to get 100% deposit matching. You put in 50 bucks, they give Do you 50 it. more. Boss Frog, 
you, you are are you on? Are, did you download the Prize yeah, Picks app, sir? Yeah, what are we sir? doing, dude? I, I you know. Did come you on. download the Prize Picks app, sir? Jake doesn't know who Josh Palmer is. Is Jake a casual? <laughs> yeah, he's the same guy who thinks Donovan McNabb was any kind of a good quarterback. Uh, Capazzo, yeah, Jake is right. I've never heard of Josh Palmer. <laughs> <laughs> I knew today would never mind. I knew today would be shitty. Thank you. AAR Air Force Falcons are a surprise six and zero. Well, okay, okay. Pied Piper, uh, just listen to the BYU media coverage today. Big Oregon twenty twenty two vibes. Does BYU go bowling? They do. They do. All right. Let's switch gears. Talk about the national. Josh Palmer League football league. God, you're such. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> buddy, better hit. That's all I'm saying. If you're gonna take a flyer on a rando, he better hit, dude. He better I hit. Will, I will flip this. That's table a lot over. of receptions for dude. I'm just telling you. Dallas Cowboys at the LA Chargers, five fifteen. ABC and ESPN. I have to admit, I'm actually excited about this game. Minus one and a half. 50 and a half for the Cowboys. Uh, Chargers are winning this game all day long. Uh -huh. Unfortunately, they play it at night. Um, I'm still taking the Chargers. I I just don't feel good about this, the ability of this defense without Leighton Vander Esch, uh, without, without Diggs, without, I, I mean, your key contributors on defense are no longer there. Micah Parsons clearly is not 100%. Yeah. I just don't love this matchup, and, and they are throwing the ball with a lot more diversity for the Los Angeles because San Diego would never have helped us because Hispanoses are a bunch of jerks. Chargers, uh, I just I, – I don't love the Cowboys tonight. Yeah, you know, I think the, the tough part is is this is a road game for the Cowboys, and, and there are a lot of times on the road where we see very questionable stuff out of the Cowboys, man, and, and the, home, the home stuff is a little different, in my opinion, because – Again, maybe that's just coaching or this or that or whatever, but, like, the Cardinal game. You just didn't show up for that game. Like, that's all that was. It, it, that wasn't coaching or, oh, you know, we just got beat. No, you didn't show up for that game. And I'm guessing that's because it was the Cardinals. Okay. All right. Okay. You damn well better show up for this game because Justin Herbert is no joke. And I know that's not new, but this is somebody that will lay it on you. This is somebody that will put up 35, 40 points on you if you're not careful. This is not Josh Dobbs in the Arizona Cardinals. This and is different. And they throw the ball a lot. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, 13 receptions by eight different wide receivers led by Josh Palmer, uh, Keenan Allen, Quentin Johnson even got in on the act. I mean... You you look at you look at their defense. Khalil Mack looks like who the Bears thought he would be. Um, I mean, they're they're very good, man. They are very good. Tui Tui Pelotu has been a revelation on that defense. And don't forget, I mean, like Derwin James isn't even playing. I think I think the team that should play in San Diego but shares a stadium with the Rams, or excuse me, rents a stadium from the Rams. I I love them tonight. Uh huh. I mean, I, I don't in the comment section. I don't know how you guys are, but I I love those guys. I love the Chargers tonight. 
Um, Tanner Plummer says, well, it's probably going to be Dallas home game because the Rams and Chargers fans don't show up. I think the Rams fans don't show up, and Dallas has a huge footprint in Southern California, which mm. a lot of people don't know. They do training camp there. Um, you know, I, I think they are – yeah, I think they're going to be – I think this is going to be a hell of a game. Uh, Joseph Harper says, Cowboys on the road, but it will sound like they're home because the Charger games always feel like yeah. road games. Yeah. We'll see. We'll absolutely see how that goes. But I – this Charger defense is better than their statistics would tell you. Um, you look at the the they're putting up, I think, six and a half tackles for loss a game, um, seven sacks against the Raiders. I mean, they're they're yeah. they're getting after the quarterback's ass now. Coolio Mack had six of those, but they're they're very good, and we'll see. I, I don't know what to think about the Cowboys. Yeah, it concerns well, it's hard me. To say. I mean, I, I just. You know, you lose defensive talent. You know, it's just they're one of those organizations that everybody wants to love, but at the same time, they're so inconsistent. I, I mean, you don't know. Like, this is what I always say. Like, theoretically, you're playing indoor today on a turf surface. This is very similar to Jerry World, right? Like, these guys, in terms of just playing football, should be pretty comfortable out there tonight. But you never really know how it's going to go. And, and honestly, I buy into what Dan Orlovsky is saying about Lamb and how they use him. You need to be running dude down the field for 12 to 15 yard routes. Let him run. What do you mean Dan Orlovsky? I've been telling you all you I'm just in, I'm, you know. I'll just be over here. You said he's not that guy. He's not that guy. Because they. I, I think there's, in a, a lot of what I see from their offense is very, very bland. And I know you fired Kellen Moore and you thought that was the right. I think this has been a disaster. And I look at CeeDee Lamb. He is not a number one. And I don't know. Dan Olofsky went on a rail about how they don't use him like a number one. They don't have a route combination for him that's number one wide receivers run. He's no Josh Palmer. I totally understand that. Guess but we'll find out. I'm telling you, CeeDee Lamb has a lot more left in the tank and he's probably going to have to go to another team to find it. Because I do agree. Now, he's not the sharpest route runner, and he is. He he shows a lack of intensity on a lot of snaps, but he's all you got. Yeah. And then there's the Philadelphia Eagles that I this is the first time I've had big concerns about Jalen Hurts as a quarterback because I think teams are now are now scheming to make him play to his weaknesses, which we have not seen previously. And I think that Jet defense was as advertised. And Jalen Hurts threw some panic interceptions that if you're an Eagles fan, all three of you, it should be terrifying. Yeah, we just haven't seen it out of him. I mean, that's been that's been his calling card, right? The 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 composure, the hey, make good decisions when I'm being pressured, Gene or Trait, has been his calling card. And and I don't know like where that went. I don't know, like maybe this was, hey, I just had a bad week out of Jalen Hurts, but but again, Watching him throw off his back foot, like not being confident, like that's how you lose games. And that's exactly what they did. The other thing that really worries me is I see a lot of eyes on the defensive line. And if Lane Johnson, who they say may not miss any time at all, is out for any time at all, they're screwed. Uh -huh. Because Jalen Hurts got caught throwing off his back foot. He got caught panic running, like things you just haven't seen Jalen Hurts do. 
And this is the one situation where you can say with this receiving core, there's no reason to be doing that. Yeah. And whether you want the tight end, whether you want quads and, and bunches, they have it all in Philadelphia, and he is regressing. And I do think a lot of it is that he's lost his coordinators. I think a lot of it is that they've had a culture change in Philadelphia. And I think a lot of it is is that you got manhandled by Quincy Williams and C.J. Mosley from the Jets. And Zach Wilson, I don't know how he's done it, but he's getting rid of the football. Now, it's all check down and underneath stuff. I, I'm, I agree with that. Yeah. But he's not killing them anymore. And I give Zach Wilson a lot of credit because it's clearly coming in now. Well, I mean, look at look at Garrett Wilson's week. Eight receptions, 90 yards. I mean, that's that's a pretty solid week. Uh, you know, like Brees Hall, five for 54. As a running back, that's a pretty solid week. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree. Daniel Dixon, uh, with NFL games happening overseas, do you see college football games taking place overseas in the future? I think Mexico is certainly on the Big 12's radar. You know, I think that there it's a lot to ask for college kids. Yeah. To travel to London. Australia's been talked about, I know for a fact. The Pac-12 at one point wanted to go to Australia, and I just think it's a lot to ask. I think it's an awful lot to ask. Mike Smith or the Cowboys going to Cowboy. Hard to see them have two bad games in a row. Yeah. Their, their defense is falling apart, dude. Leighton Van Der Esch has, he has had a massive season. And I think it's asking a whole lot out of him to, without Leighton Van Der Esch, this is not the same Cowboy defense. We're going to find out how healthy is Micah Parsons. If he doesn't have his motor, which his legs are his motor, and you give Justin Herbert time, there's nobody he can't throw open. Yeah. So we're going to find out tonight. And Mike, you could be totally right. Uh, Jeff Woodward, Bo Nix uh, better get used to holding a clipboard in the NFL. He's not an NFL starter. No. I would agree with that. Boyd Lake, Cowboys, as painful as it is to say. Yeah, <laughs> you could be right. Uh, Lance Johnson, no such thing as a road game at the Chargers or Raiders. Always home, always more visitor fans like Disney World. Something to that. Uh, Johnny Gonzalez, Dan Quinn is the only Dan that matters in this game. Right. I love Dan Quinn as a coordinator. Chargers at home versus the Cowboys. It's going to be a hell of a game, no doubt. All right. Uh, Jeff Woodworth, CD's nuts needs to hook up with the washcloth. Right. Well, how's uh, that working out for the washcloth these days? How about the Browns being better without Deshaun Watson? Uh, Boyd Lake, the Eagles were owned by Robert Salah's defense, shut down the rushing attack, and made Hurdy Hurts throw the ball at night. Dude, he's going to have nightmares about that nightmares. Uh, I have Jalen Hurts on my fantasy team. I hope he makes some corrections. He will. But this is as much adversity as he has faced. Yep. He is... I mean, the interception numbers are not accidental. He threw three yesterday. He's got seven on the season. Like, these are not accidental. He is being schemed into mistakes by the better defenses they see. And I think you... If you're an Eagles fan, man, you are thankful the Giants lost. Yes. How do you not fire Dayball after this season? Yeah, I, I. Are you telling me that Tyrod Taylor didn't know you had to to kick a field goal there? So if you miss that, um, if you missed it, the Giants at the end of the first half with six seconds, I think it was to go, or nine seconds, they brought in a play call 
that had an option on it. Pass or run if you get this look. Tyrod Taylor turned around and handed it off. They ran out of time, got no points. <laughs> and Tyrod Taylor's a 10-year vet. How does he not kill that run option? And and I, It's amazing. Yeah. It's yeah. really, really bad management. Yeah. Really bad management. Prize picks presents football at 50, 10 of the hour, every hour, most hours, sometimes, occasionally, usually not. Yeah. Uh, we bring you the biggest stories in football. Uh, prize picks in the description below. There's a link. Download the app. You guys use the promo code Monty. Let's get some baseball going. Playoffs are here. Uh, Texas is beating Houston 5-3 to three in the top of the eighth with two outs. We'll keep you updated on that game. Laid off of this one, and thankfully I did, but that's the best part of it. Mm-hmm. All prize picks is is more or less daily fantasy. Uh, is he going to have more than six and a half strikeouts or less? That's your pro- that that's your question. You got to answer on every play. It's fun. It's affordable, and they're doubling your deposit. A hundred percent deposit matching. You put in fifty, they give you fifty. You give in five, they give you five. And you only need five dollars to play, man. It is awesome. Prizepicks.com. Just use the link in the description below. Uh, hook it up. Use the promo code Monty. All right, let's run through a couple of these because we got to talk a lot of NFL. Uh, Jeff Woodworth, uh, Boston Russell Wilson is available, dude. <laughs> Seriously, yeah, I, I don't know what it's going to take for him to get back. Who are the Niners stealing this trade deadline with the forty million they have in cap? Here's the problem: you better figure out your quarterback because Brocktober came to a halting, halting stop, like a complete stop. And now I think the question is, is it Brock Purdy or all the talent that's around him? Because how you lost to Cleveland without Deshaun is amazing. And you'll notice Christian McCaffrey goes out of the game and the offense stumbles. You'll notice Debo goes out of the game and the offense stumbles. You notice Debo and uh, CMC are out and all of a sudden Brandon Ayuk isn't the world beater you thought he was. And all of a sudden... Uh, Jawan Jennings is dropping passes. Well, is it is it Brocktober? Or is it, well, CMC and... I, I would also remind you that uh, somebody might want to wake up George Kittle in the receiving game. Seriously. Oh, he's back. Well, he had one catch for one yard yesterday. And he had two targets. The 49ers, before we're talking about, you know, breaking dudes off at the at the trade deadline, better figure out if you have the right quarterback. And I do believe in Brock Purdy, but everybody's better with better weapons. Ask Dak Prescott. Seriously. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, I think the San Francisco 49ers yesterday got a look at how difficult it is to actually be elite. Yeah, and I think it's the Patriots conundrum, right? Is it Mac Jones or is it the roster? Everyone wants to say, oh, Jesus, it's the roster. Did you see that drop? I, and I know I am a I am a Mac Jones homer. All day long, I believe the kid is a really good wide receiver. But I'm sorry, you I think it was Devontae Parker who dropped that bomb that hit him in the hands. Mm-hmm. What is Mac Jones supposed to do about that? He has thrown the perfect dime piece. It's a touchdown. Oh, wait, that's right. I didn't catch it. Like, I mean, it's right here. 
So what are you saying? I think it is not Mac Jones, and I think Bill, the Bill Belichick era is coming to a shocking end in New England. And listen, I get it. There's a lot of people who don't want to talk about that and a lot of people that think that, hey, he just doesn't have a quarterback. Well, whose job is it to get a quarterback? His. Yeah, and I would tell you he has a quarterback. He does not have, he does not have talent around the quarterback. There, there's just I, – I don't even know how, how do you spin it to be Mac Jones's fault. I don't think you can. I, I mean, there are times where he's bad. I mean, the ne- very next play, taking that safety or like that. I mean, there are plenty. There's plenty of tape mm. where you can make a compelling case it's Mac Jones. But my point is, is that a lot of that is a product of nobody being open. I mean, the guy just has nothing to throw to, and so he doesn't believe in. He doesn't believe in the guys he's throwing the ball to. Yeah. Well, I wonder why. <laughs> and I don't. I just don't believe that it's Mac Jones's fault. And. You got the, the other problem is forget Mac Jones and his issues. Bro, you got chewed up by Brian Hoyer. Jimmy Garoppolo goes to the hospital and Brian Hoyer came in and went six of ten, a hundred and two yards. Yeah. You got chewed up by Brian Hoyer. You got chewed up by a clock management offense. And you lost that game 21-17. And it's because you didn't want to run the ball consistently with Ramondre. They clearly wanted And then the Raiders' defense put him in situations where they had to throw the ball. I I think Bill Belichick is is he's done. Yeah, he he's done. I I don't know how. I mean, how else can you even spin this thing? And I think you know that was always going to be the question when the Brady era came to an end. You know, what is what's next? How do you recreate? What do you like? The level was so high in in New Mm. England that I just don't know. Like, it's almost inevitable to not be good after you were that good for so long. And the hard part is you're going to hear everybody say, oh, Tom Brady made Bill Belichick. Relax. Tom Brady also benefited from an elite defense for a decade. They were great partners. Did Tom Brady throw guys open? He did. But Randy Moss was still a hell of a receiver who didn't win a Super Bowl. Right. But you look at the guys that they had there. Is Rob Gronkowski a great wide receiving tight end or a great receiving tight end if his quarterback's not Tom Brady? No, I don't think he's that great. I think Tom Brady put balls where he could only catch them. And I think Tom Brady made his offensive line better. I think Tom Brady made Corey Dillon, LeGarrette Blunt, Like, he made a bunch of average dudes better. Yeah. But Bill Belichick knows how to coach defense. Bill Belichick knows how to scheme out quarterbacks. Well, that's why they were a lethal, lethal combination because Bill is a generational defensive mind and Tom Brady is a generational offensive mind. I mean, it's not a secret that that Tom Brady and Bill Belichick would sit in rooms formulating defenses, and the reason you do that is because Bill wants to know, okay, I see the defense stopping the offense this way, but you're a quarterback. How would you beat my defense? Yeah. That's why their defense was so good. And mm. and what's wild to me is that, you know, it's one thing to win, you know, seven titles and to be that good and, you know, to have such consistency over such a long period of time. But then to just fall on your face the way Bill has, I'm not sure. Is it a I, – I, I, I doubt it's a loss of love for the game. Yeah. I think he still loves the game. I just I just think that he needs better talent and I don't know why Bill Belichick the GM isn't going to get it. So is it coming burning to the ground? Yeah, in some ways, yes. I don't think they're kicking Bill Belichick out of the organization. I think they need more resources. I think Bill like 
you know, you either need to be like the head coach and a president of football ops or whatever the hell and have a GM who handles the GMing and the draft and all that for you or something. He can't, it's impossible to be the GM and the coach in the NFL. Dude, it's Alvarez just hit another, I think, is that his third home run of the game? I don't know. I can look. 5-4 Texas over Houston, two outs in the bottom of the eighth. And Araldis Chapman's getting shelled. Man, where did that guy go? Uh, Boss Frog says, Dakota, I don't bet the spread on my teams, but Herbert over 36 and a half passing, Johnston over 30 and a half receiving, under 50 and a half. Have to play the under. That would be Alvarez's second home run, two second. for three, three runs, two home runs, two RBIs. Yep, Jim Choi, Zachy Poo is listening to Aaron Rodgers and eating mommy's uh, okay. cookies. Yeah, we need to talk about Aaron Rodgers, dude. Okay, what do you guys make of uh, A-Rodge being on the field throwing uh, throwing passes in warm-up? Now, I think <laughs> this was a little much out of uh, New York Jet Radio um, in New York this morning. Some of the talk shows were calling him an a-hole trying because he, he, he's jealous of, of the Jets' spotlight. Uh-huh. Let's relax a little bit with that. But it does kind of feel like he misses the spotlight, and that's why he's out there well, playing catch. Okay, but right? in that same logic, hear me out. And I can't believe I'm going to do this. Never thought I would. Oh, God. But is Aaron Rodgers only doing this to help the narrative in New York? Hey, dude, uh, the prodigal son is coming back in record time. Right? Zach Wilson's three and three and the team's surviving. Aaron Rodgers, let's not forget, right? Cause I because I don't hear anyone talking about it. Aaron Rodgers had innovative and new Achilles innovative. tendon surgery that makes it so he can come back super quick. Achilles tendon. Stop telling me dudes coming back in five minutes. It's not happening. Ayahuasca. I don't care how much ayahuasca you had in that darkness retreat of a gimmick you ran he crapped himself in the dark you're not you're not wiping in five months stop you don't do that you then, wipe in the dark and then ayahuasca to, to make it worse he crapped you wiped, himself you wiped and then you're gonna get hurt and be out next year so you crapped yourself either way aaron Rodgers. jesus team squat turn the drops back up for me please team squat you're aaron fucking Rodgers. thank you pat he crapped ah. himself in the dark. I mean, I just... I'm out. I don't have anything the else. Guy, the guy... There's no doubt Aaron Rodgers is a schemer. At the same time, though, it's working. What did the boys at the four-letter talk about all morning long? Shailene oh Woodley. Oh, my God. How oh hot God. she is. Oh, my God. He fixes He's fixed his Achilles. Now he can go get Shailene. And then him and Trav can hang out and Swelsey and Shailene. Come on, dude. Breaking news. Come Travis on. Kelsey... Taylor Swift. The cat. Swelsey. Come on, We're seen dude. holding hands. Oh, my God. <laughs> Good Lord. That was the other part of this whole uh, weekend thing at the, the Eagles game, which yeah. I thought was hysteric. Eagles-Jets. Travis Kelsey's there. And you knew it was coming, right? All right, let's go down to the field. Look, it's Travis Kelsey. Catch me outside. How about that? Where's Taylor Swift? Anybody see Swifty? Um, and they're like, well, she's not there because she doesn't want to. All right, let's go down to the field. Paul's got a report. You know, Taylor Swift is not here because she does not want to become burdensome to Travis Kelsey. And sources tell me she's not that hot after all. 
Anyway, uh, Travis Kelsey's on the sideline supporting his brother against the Jets. And the guy's like, um, uh, hey, uh, um, anybody see uh, Taylor Swift? <coughs> no, she's not here. And they're like, yeah, reports are. You mean TMZ said. Bro, what are you talking about, man? Because TMZ had said that she was worried about stealing his shine. Oh, and that he now needs, we're worried about stealing He needs stealing to be able shine. to blossom because they were they did a cameo on Saturday Night what, Live. Was it, was, it, was it the 78,000 appearances on, what, Sunday Night Football last week? But they, they tr Swelsey was on Saturday Night Live. And... They left Saturday Night Live and went out to dinner, and holy hell broke loose. They're holding hands. Does this mean they've actually had intercourse? Scock. Dun, dun, dun. Like, Dude. Are we? We're really reporting that Taylor. It's a PDA. PDA Jackass. alert. Wah, wah, wah. PDA alert. Good <laughs> They're Lord. They're holding hands. I mean. Dude. Donnie, you're out of your element. This is so ridiculous. And if you weren't over it, aren't you over it now? I mean, come on, man. I'm so over this. It's rich if it's true. Because, again, huge, like, bold, italic, underlined, parentheses, highlighted four times. If, if she really is worried or concerned about stealing good old Trav's spotlight. No, no. It's not his spotlight. It's his shine. His shine. Excuse me. His shine and his stash, excuse me. Yeah, if she's worried about stealing that, her ass shouldn't be in the press box or, or the viewership the box while, while All right, he's let's playing go, football. Let's go to the press box for God. an injury update. Here's Taylor Swift. Good Lord, man. Okay, hey, it's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. Uh, stepped on Trav's toes last night with my stiletto. He'll be out four to six weeks. Back to you, Jim. <laughs> Jeez. You said the press box. You know what I'm talking about, dude. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, let him go. He's rolling. Uh, Delaric, uh, fire Belichick, the GM, but keep the coach. Nah, you need to move on. Yeah, I think you oh, need Cincinnati. It's a tough break. You need to move on. Yeah, we're focused on the Jets today. Lance Johnson for a dollar. Uh, Rogers equals prodigal grandpa. Yeah. It's pretty amazing, you guys. He's coaching. Do you, it, it, did you guys see this story? WFAN New York says that he's coaching. He is, you see him wearing the headset. He is giving significant input into play calling and situational awareness. Which he should be. Fantastic. He should be. I have no problem with that. He is mentoring Zachy Poo. Which he should be. You want to stay off your mom's friends, go after the Hollywood starlets. You're casual. Oh, I mean, on like uh, reading defenses and stuff. Uh, I think it's I think it's important he's around. I think this is his most important function, uh, which is to help Zach Wilson become a franchise quarterback. Yeah. Make or break time. He either makes or breaks, and because you got to either keep Zach Wilson or move on. Yeah. And I think this is a big big deal. Yep. Big big deal. Boyd Lake. The Jets are better with Rodgers there on the bench, but I want to see Trash Panda Rodgers emerging from the dark room again. Make it happen, Monty. Well, listen, Trash we, Panda you guys Rogers. understand. We had, and it, for those of you that are new to the show, we had exclusive video because we have sources and stuff, and I know you guys don't like hearing about that, but we had sources inside the darkness retreat yeah. uh, where we were able to get our hands on tape of the moment 
Then Aaron Rodgers opened up his little... No, he emerged. Oh, I'm sorry. Where he emerged from the darkness yeah. after crapping himself high on ayahuasca. Now, now, we need to give you a caution, right? Yeah. He looks a little rough. like you It's know, not the Aaron Rodgers you're used to yeah. because you're in the darkness. You didn't bring your... your you yeah. know your Dollar Shave Club with you. You yeah. didn't. You didn't bring the the razor. There's nothing in there except yeah. you, your ayahuasca and your pooper. So I just warn you now. Oh, there he is. <laughs> Exclusively on him. the Monty Show. Look at him, dude. The eyes are looking a little dark, man. Did you get much sleep? I mean, oh, is Shailene God. really into this? I mean, you know. What's up, bruh? You going to retire or are you coming back to the jet? But notice, and I think this has been lost on a lot of people. <laughs> notice that his uh, darkness retreat is Kelly Green just like the Jets Green. Anybody notice that? Mm. Yeah. See? Who's your boy? We got the exclusive footage. Who had it here first? Not you, Pat McAfee. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. The showgram had the Jets were the team first right Damn here. Damn right we Right did. here. Program. I hope you're not taking it seriously. I really hope you're not taking it. You want to wear a tank top tomorrow? No. No. Uh, ra raccoon video never gets old. <laughs> <laughs> the Todd father says so good. Uh, stop, Casey Boss, stop hating on Tay-Tay. We're undefeated with her in attendance. That's all that matters. Yeah, the Chiefs are, quote, uh, undefeated as Swifties. Okay. And then Swifty <gasps> herself wants to come out here and say she doesn't want to steal Trav's shine. Okay. So I have, I have, I have, I have like a six, I have like a six pack on, on, uh, prize picks the other night. And all I need for major cash is Travis Kelsey to have a big game. Ah, oh, dude, he's tired from, you know, swifting. He has a huge game. But you think that month could catch a touchdown? Could he hook me up with it? No. Did he catch a touchdown? No, it was pass interference. No, t or holding, or whatever it was. Venom and vitriol. I needed a touchdown. Well, no. I was busy staring up at Taylor. To, you guys, when you're on the, on the field... And you run that in route, and you turn left. The gleam from, you know, her wallet. I can't stop looking at her. Excellent strategy, sir. You know, I was uh, look. I was running the go route. Guys, and guys, I was guys, thinking, guys, guys. I was thinking to myself, man, can you imagine how much hey money she's making on merch from the Eras tour? If you're pause, bro, pause. Have you have? Are you rushing the engagement? If you're Travis Kelsey, aren't you like, dude, dude? If you're his agent, are you like, look, bro? Keep it real. Look, <laughs> look, Trav. Look here, meathead. Let me explain a couple of dollars and cents to you, sir. Uh, <laughs> you need to put a ring on it now, now. bro. <laughs> right? Like, I what, have. I, I what just, are you waiting this, for? This is how committed a certain individual is to uh, Victor Wembenyama. I have someone DMing me right now for all the old heads on the show saying that Taylor Swift would rather be with VW than Travis Kelsey. My guy, my my guy, Birdman. <laughs> oh, hey, did you see Victor dominate him? When did I tell you? You're stupid and fat. I'm not. Victor's the way.
by just sending me DMs. Ah, Victor. Victor's the way. Hey, did you see Victor? Victor's the way. Victor dribbled the basketball. I told you he's going to be amazing. Victor's the way. Did you see? Victor Wambin's your mama, and he was able to put his shoes on the right feet. I mean, he's going to be an all-star, bro. Stay hard. <laughs> hey, I know he's no Jalen Brown because he put his pants on the right way. That makes him a better player than Jalen Brown. Um, If I get one more hype text on Victor Wambanyama, <laughs> my God. I'm going to get medieval on your ass. Brandon Butler, uh, wait till the Kardashians need to make ratings and slither their way into the Chargers and Rams locker room because no, they have dear. run through the NBA. All right. Hey, Kimmy. Oh, dear. Oh, my. I got to tell you, that AR-15 was an amazing ride. But we're kind of scraping the bottom of the NBA barrel. Baseball or football? Well, I saw how much money Swalsey made with the Eras Tour movie. Think Justin Herbert's still single? I'm he so bricked up right now. Kimmy, you give him one look at that ass and it's over. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean, you're not wrong. That you know, Kim K has um had a certain propensity. All right, wait. I'll send him the I'm sending him the Ray J movie. Ha! It's over. No, 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 no. No. Johnny Gonzalez. So Antonio Brown got arrested in Florida today. <laughs> so it turns out avoiding child support does bad things. Antonio Brown is thirty <laughs> allegedly thirty thousand dollars behind in his child support. Yeah, but you keep worrying about the Arena Football League, bud. Yeah, that's not good. Uh, the Monty Show is always presented by The Advocates, theadvocates.com, the best entry attorneys in the business, as I tell you every day on the show. Um, I love the guys at The Advocates, and I, I just have so much respect for these guys. They, they rolled out a new uh, Instagram account that all they do on this account is put up videos and ask you who's at fault in these different accidents. And you guys really should go, uh, you guys got to go find it. It's Injury Advocates. And it's a brand new account, and the videos are tremendous. So who's at fault, Dan Lanning or Dan Lanning's kicker? Ho-ho! Um, <laughs> uh, but the advocates are great, folks. And, and I've been asking you guys to donate to their Halloween costume fundraiser. They are trying to give homeless kids Halloween costumes. And I just, this is what I talk about when I say we do good business with good people. And whether it is like Sound Sleep Medical, welcome them to the show today, you guys. Soundsleepmedical.com slash Monty. Bucked up, Triday Trading. Um, you know, any of the guys that we do business with, they're good people. They take care of their communities. Look at what the advocates are doing. The advocates at theadvocates.com, they are raising money to give uh, homeless kids costumes for Halloween so that they can go and trick or treat and have fun and not be picked on for not having costumes. Cause you know, homeless kids who don't have great wardrobes, they don't sleep well, they don't shower every day. In a lot of cases, they either live in a car or a shelter. They're not getting good night of sleep. So they get picked on at school. They get bullied at school. They don't get great grades at school. They have all these challenges. And then a day like Halloween comes up and they don't have a costume like all the kids at school do. They don't have a big bag of candy the next day they can show off like all the kids at school do. That's the battle that we're fighting with the advocates. And I'm asking you, this is their Venmo account. Consider giving a dollar, $5, $100 in the memo section. If you could please put the Monty Show Halloween, that'd be great. Um,
but anything you can spare, please consider giving it on Venmo. Advocates donations on Venmo. Take a screenshot if you're on YouTube. If you're on the uh, audio podcast, hello, Spotify. We are kicking ass on Spotify. Uh, Advocates donations. Advocates with an S at the end. Advocates donations on uh, Venmo to uh, donate to the advocates in their drive to give homeless kids Halloween costumes. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. Um, Okay, a couple other things I want to get to real quick in the NFL because then we got to get to... uh, Living forever. One quick text from my wife, by the way. Uh, annual, oh, no. oh, my. annual boob smashing is complete. Oh. Okay, great. Okay. I love it. I'm a big fan. Okay. <laughs> Isn't it funny how we, we, we're going to talk about obsessing on our health, but look at, look at how much we obsess on our health. So yeah. thank you, Mrs. Monty, for taking good care of yourself. I appreciate that. Um, are the Miami Dolphins the best team in the NFL right now? I don't know if they're the best team. Are they? Is Tua Tungavailoa one of the best stories in the NFL? Yeah, no doubt. I look at this situation with Tua, and I say to myself, this is a guy whose career probably should have and very easily could have been over last year. With the concussions, the ugly on-field situations, absolutely this could have been it. He persevered, and... We have no idea what's happening inside of his skull. But what this guy is doing is exactly what he wants to be doing, it would appear. And he's kicking ass in the NFL. He is leading the most dynamic offense in the NFL, and it's not close by numbers, by the visual eye test. They are the best offense by a lot. Now, you lost Tyreek Hill for a minute here. That's not going to be great. But the story in Miami is Tua Tungavailoa for a guy that a lot of people feared would not make it through half the season. This guy is dominating, leading the best offense in the NFL. And Jake, I think it's one of the best stories in the NFL. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, he deserves a lot of credit. You know, I, I, I talked about it earlier in the NFL schedule, you know, like all those videos came out of him learning how to fall, literally learning how to fall backwards. So he didn't keep hitting his head on the ground because that was a big issue for him. And I think whether it's that or or sort of dismissing the misnomers about left-handed quarterbacks in the NFL because that was a big concern coming coming from college to the NFL. Hey, this kid's left-handed, but you know, he's a Bama prospect, so hey, maybe maybe he can get rid of that or that won't be an issue. He's put that to bed as well and and, and I think that what's really encouraging is you can now see, okay, two has got longevity to him now, right? You can see, hey, yeah, this guy can take some hits, but not we don't have to constantly worry about a concussion every time the guy takes a hit. And and that's all the credit in the world to Tua for 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 changing that narrative. Cause he he definitely is. He just said like he definitely could have been a guy that that could have been a concussion guy, and then that would have been his legacy, and that would have been it. And he would have been a, a Alabama prospect that just flamed out in the league. And everyone would have said, oh, he's a left-handed quarterback anyway. Doesn't matter. Like, this guy wasn't going to – he just wasn't cut out for it. You know, we've seen, you know, the Tim Tebow's of the world come through as left-handed quarterbacks, and they weren't good. And I think Tua had to fight a lot of that. And so I give him a lot of credit for that. But I do think, you know, right now, yeah, I have a hard time seeing – you know, if you're playing in Miami, let's say, I have a hard time seeing the Chiefs beating the Miami Dolphins straight yeah. up. You know, I mean, yeah. they have an elite – 
offense. And the thing's going to be that the NFL schedule is a marathon. So guys like Tyreek Hill just need to be there in the end because you know the Dolphins are going to be there in the end. So if Tyreek's available, you know, Jalen Waddell, another guy that has been an injury guy, can he stay healthy? If he's healthy, they're going to be really good late. I think the team nobody's talking about is the Detroit Lions. And while I am no believer that Jared Goff is, you know, the best quarterback in the NFL, he certainly is on the list this season. The way he has played, to Jake's credit, because Jake is going to raise his tail <coughs> feather here and talk about, I told you, my guy Jared Goff. I don't disagree. You deserve credit for that. This Detroit Lions defense is unbelievable. It is not as good as the Jets, but, man, it's right there. Mm. I think the, the Detroit Lions are going to give anybody they face a real run for their money. But, man, I think it's really close. I think the Miami Dolphins are the best team. I think the San Francisco 49ers got exposed, and it's what we've talked about all year with the 49ers. You can't build a football team on guys made of glass. Yeah. And you have a lot of injuries that are not surprising uh, in San Francisco. And I, I think – when you look at who the best team in the NFL is right now, I don't know how you don't say the Miami Dolphins. Um, but I think the Detroit Lions are getting left out of a lot of these conversations. Yeah, and, and I think as far as golf is concerned, like it, it, it's what we were talking about with, you know, any any pocket-passing quarterback, you know, Tom Brady, Kirk Cousins, you know, even, you know, the Manning brothers, whoever you want to look at who's a pocket-passing quarterback. If you've got an elite defense that's going to give you the ball more you're going to do better. And and I think the thing here with the Lions is that Jared Goff isn't some, you know, isn't some MVP of the Jared league. Jared Goff. Jared Goff. Goff. The old Goffinator isn't some MVP candidate. But he's good enough to do what they need him to do because that defense is so damn good. So yeah. so that's all you really need. And, and yeah, sure, did he have a nice week against the Bucks? Sure. Did, he did. Ba did Baker say that, oh, man, I suck this week? Sure, but the reality of the situation is Baker Mayfield got beat by that Lions defense repeatedly. Yeah, and they knocked his passes down all yeah. day. Yeah, so all like, day. When we're looking at the Dolphins or the Lions, dude, if you match the Lions up against the Dolphins, you're going to have probably uh, a 20-something game, right? Because yep. that offense is really good, but that defense is super physical. Yep, Mike Smith, Suge Knight, real gangster, Uncle Phil wannabe gangster. Okay. What does Suge Knight have to do with the point? Yeah, why are we talking about Suge Knight? You know. That you know. Um, no. I'm not, how did Suge Knight become a conversation? Delaret. Miami, the best team to watch, but not the best team in the NFL. Brandon Butler, Detroit is the best team. Only loss was an OT. Well, there is something to be said for that. Um, Suge Knight and Rick Ross to Boulder. Okay. 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 Uh, did Suge Knight get out of jail? Or something. Uh, with Hurts struggling, I could see Miami winning in Philadelphia this weekend. Well, you're getting them at the right time of year. That's the biggest question about Miami is can they win in cold weather? And it has come to bite him in the bootay in the past, for sure. Elaine Tram, what's up, Elaine? Dak Prescott isn't who we think he is. Well, then, I think he's a pretty mid quarterback right now in that system. Yeah. We'll find out tonight, though, right? Uh, Lance Johnson, he might not make it a game without Hill. Dude, Tyreek Hill's a huge loss, and it's a hamstring injury, so those things can be pesky. Uh, if Miami is the best team in the NFL, then Detroit are most underrated team. I think Detroit's vastly I think they're the underrated. most underrated team either way, yeah, regardless vastly. of the best team combo. AAR says as long as Tyreek Hill is on the field, Dolphins are pretty darn good and tough to cover. But make no mistake about it here, because I don't want this to get confused. 
Tua's not having success just because of Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill certainly helps. There's no doubt about that. But Tua's reading the defense. Tua is absolutely identifying, making adjustments, yes. getting rid of the football. Like It's not as though, oh, yeah, this is just a Tyreek Hill show down the seam. Yeah, does that happen every week? Does he find him? Absolutely. But that's not to say that that Tua is going to fall on his face without Tyreek. They're not the same offense, no. no. But no. Tua is still going to produce for you. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, Matt says Miami has a shot to beat Philly, whether Hurts struggles or plays his very best. Miami is a good team. They are rock solid. Rock solid. How about uh, how about Calvin Oy with the uh, Ravens? Yeah. Looking. I, that guy is never going to get old. And nope. I don't know how he does it. Gumby fresh out. Bama, a quarterback factory, face red, okay. droopy eyes. Hold on a who second. Who is Bama fresh? Who is Gumby fresh out? Well, he changed his name because he got out of prison. Okay. I'm guessing. Gumby, I'm guessing. you were never in prison. <laughs> yeah. How are you going to change this whole your... Gumby thing start? He, you were never blocked. How, how you? First of all, how are you going to change your name and not? announce yourself in the chat you're just gonna comment randomly about Alabama. Show up? like come on dude be better uh brandon butler detroit is going to have the easiest path nfc north is awful what Agreed. about my what about my guy justin fields <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what you do with justin fields how do you you keep suffering till the season's over and then you should move him he was not good before the injury yesterday. And again, everybody in Chicago today was, oh, it's over without Justin Fields. It was over with him. Yeah, like, what do you mean, dude? Are, are, we, really, are we really trying to, like, have a, some kind of fantasy where we're like, oh, Justin Fields was, what was he? Six of ten for 58 yards? That's a six-yard um, average. Um, like, is that – and what about the interception? What about the – 9.4 QBR. He's not. Because it's garbage. He is a run-first quarterback. And, and again, I'll say it about Lamar Jackson. I'll say it about Anthony Richardson. I'll say it about Justin Fields. Run-first guys are not winners. Not in this league. Because you can't be. He absolutely cannot be. Yeah. And you, you can look across the NFL. Who are the quarterbacks that win? They're the guys that throw better than they run. Whether it's Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, you name the guy. And what did we see out of Jalen Hurts yesterday? Panic running and throwing interceptions. If you're going to be a run-first guy because you don't believe what's in front of you, you're going to lose. Joseph Lee Burrow. You're going to lose. Joe Burrow. Back to being Joe Burrow, throwing the football all over the place. You, you, sex machine tonight. Dak Prescott tonight. If Dak throws well, they win. If he doesn't, they lose. You're going to win and lose throwing the ball, not running it. You are only going to lose if your quarterback is consistently running the ball. What's the difference in Detroit? Yeah, you've got Jared Goff playing an elite level of quarterback right now. Bottom line. Yeah. that It, it, it just is what it is. Yep. And I'll just continue to say, Justin Fields is not that guy, dude. No. He's not. Uh, Richard R. gives us $5 to say, Oregon State DJU QBR Pac-12, number two in the Pac-12. Okay, <clears throat> so you're trying to make the case for for what? Was it because you're comparing him to Cade, Cade at, at Clemson? I think we've made this case on the show a thousand times that DJ Uyunglele needed a change of scenery. They were butting heads there. I don't think there's any doubt that that 
There's something broken at Clemson. Yeah. But he's not the second-best quarterback in the Pac-12. I, I, I would take – I think right now you have to put Penix number one. I think you got to put Caleb number two. I mean, I, I don't know what to do with – where's Fafita at Arizona? And I know that people are going to say, no, you're crazy. I've watched. Yeah, I'm not, not crazy. crazy. I'm not crazy. He is better than Delora, but you look at you Cam look at Ward. you look at Camp. Well, Washington State is falling off significantly. You got uh, again, Cam Ward's great, but you got boat raced in, in a really ugly fashion this past weekend. I mean, you lost forty-four to six, and he threw twenty-two of thirty for one hundred and ninety-two yards. That's not the defense, dude. Meanwhile, Fafita went for 342 again. I, I, I don't know how many more times we're, we can have the conversation about, I, I, will, I will just sit here and tell you I'm a Noah Fafita believer. Yeah. And I think people don't understand how good he is. But if I had to go up and down the list in the Pac-12 right now, I think fourth – I mean, you're taking Bo Nix over DJ Uyunglele, uh-huh. certainly. Um, I like Fafita. Where is Shador Sanders? I think that's a really tough one. Shador Sanders or DJ Uyunglele? Yeah, I think you got to go with DJ right now, man. I think so. I think Shador is still finding his way. But, man, they score a lot of points, and he's the reason they score a lot of points. Yeah. And if he's not in a shootout because their defense sucked, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. The Texas Rangers lead the Houston Astros two games to none. Texas uh, closes it out. They win 5-4. That game is – that's in Houston. Yeah, that's – this is domination out of the Rangers right now. It really is. So that's going to be very interesting. Gumby fresh out with a smiley face. Good to see you. Uh, Burrow, OG Gary says. Tanner Plummer. You could also lose if you throw the ball 50 times and only run it 15 times. Well, certainly, but good teams don't do that. Uh, AAR, Gumby chasing Gumby across the prison yard. Yeah. Shank. Uh, Matt Hergert, leave Justin Fields alone. I need the Bears to stick with him so the Broncos have a good shot at drafting Williams or Penix. Hey, Chicago guys. is fine. No. No, no they're really no, not. Sir. No, no, no. Yeah, they're not. They're We're not. terrible. Yeah, they're, uh, yeah. No, no, no. Boston Mapes. Yes, the Niners deal with injuries every year and still go deep. Nope, not doing it. Miami is one injury away from being a 500 team, but here's the problem. The guys that get hurt in San Francisco, and this is my biggest concern, Mapes. Uh The guys that get hurt in San Francisco are the same guys every year. CMC is always going to be hurt. You look at Debo, Debo's always hurt. Right. Right? Look at Leighton Van Der Esch in Dallas, always hurt. I'll never understand why teams consistently build around players that are always injured. Yeah. And the 49ers have a lot of that on their offense, and it's something you worry about. You got to throw the ball to George Kittle. Whether you want to or not, you got to. Yeah. And I love Brandon Ayuk, but we're going to find out, is Brandon Ayuk a product of the talent that was around him, or is Brandon Ayuk actually a, a difference maker? 
Because without Debo, without CMC, a lot of these dudes, are I have a feeling, are going to come back to earth. And it's a trickle-down, dude. I mean, no it CMC, is. then the defense adjusts, and then all of a sudden, Ayuk's got someone playing press coverage. Like, you know, Ayuk, Ayuk eats when you play, when you give him a seven-yard cushion, and he can run at you. Yep. Gumby, fresh out. Thanks to the Showgram chat for keeping the dream live. Virtual hug. Program. Aw. so cute, You're dude. You're welcome, buddy. Uh, Johnny Gonzalez, DJ is elite Pacific Coast QB, not elite Atlantic Coast QB. <laughs> I guess. They're broken at Clemson. There's there's no doubt about that. There is not. Hey, big shout out. Uh, how about Rick? Whoa, hey. AAR, Penix won't last uh, in Chicago Bears. Caleb either. Thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you. Uh, big shout out to Richard R. Let's go, baby. Newest member of the show right here on the Monty Show, which is powered by our good friends at Bucked Up Energy, buckedup.com, the official energy provider of the Monty Show. You guys, in the description below, Bucked Up is giving you three free samples and a free customizable shaker. You can make it any color you want. You can pick any three samples you want in the description below right here on Jutup. Make sure you guys go and get it. I'm telling you, you guys, it has been... Bucked Up has taken care of so many uh, of our listeners and just hooked up so many people that it, it's remarkable to see everybody that um, shows us, hey, hey, look, look at this, or I just got this, or I just got that. Um, I'm telling you, you you got you guys got to get the hookup because they just do such a good job. Uh, I'm going to put it in the chat because uh, some people are telling me it's not in the description. Is this true? Well, let me put the link right here in the chat on the show. Uh, there it is right there. Go get it. I just dropped it in the description of the show. Click on that link. They'll give you a free uh, shaker cup, and they'll give you three free samples of your choice. Bucked up, the official energy provider of the Monty Show. Dude, it's 15 minutes to go, and I'm yes. still lit because a buck shot. Uh, it is one of the best supplements that I use. It's 200 milligrams of naturally sourced caffeine. Not all caffeine is the same. Uh, I am telling you, when you use a bunch of you know supplements and you're and you're getting dirty supplements to make a reaction happen in your body, that's when you get in trouble. It bucked up. They use the best ingredients to make the best product that does exactly what it says it's going to do. Trust me when I say bucked up is so confident that they are going to give you three free samples and a free shaker. Right now, uh, click the link. By the way, we're also going to have a, their brand new um, low T supplement, their their testosterone booster. Uh, coming this week, we're going to start giving away samples of that as well, right here on the show. So we got a lot coming from Bucked Up. Buckedup.com, the official energy provider of the Monty Show. Aaron Wilson gifts a membership. Hey, hey, let's go. Appreciate that. Aaron Wilson, thank you so much. Um, yes, I forgot to include that link. I see everybody saying that. Hey, my God, name. come on. The there's one day no you link. didn't include it, man. There's, there's wow. no link. What are you doing, fat ass? What are you, must? Okay, there it is. The link is in the description below. Go get it right now. The, um, the free shaker of your choice. You can make it any color you want. Uh, and three supplements of your choice. If you're a workout guy, get the, trust me when I say, trust me when I say, go and get the, uh. Go and get the pre-workout samples. Yeah. It's amazing. Yes, Aaron Wilson. Uh, correct. Buckshot is a great coffee replacement. 100%. Yes, it is. It's quicker. It's easier. It's less work. And yep. it works well. Maury Alvarez says, uh, I hit bucked up 
um, Rocket Pop, or I hit Bucked Up Rocket Pop Mango Tango every morning to get me through the teaching day. Dudes, they have a sample pack of Bucked Up Energy drinks. You guys know that's all we do here on the show. Uh, at BuckedUp.com, use the promo code MONTY to get yourself 20% off at checkout. Um, they have a sampler pack of energy drinks that's got Mango Tango in it, and Mango Tango is a game changer. I love it. I'm a huge fan of Miami. You know that's me. Uh, but their their sampler pack, just go check it out, buckedup.com. If you're a guy that uses creatine, I am. I'm back to working out heavy, getting ready for uh, winter sports. Uh, did a big leg day workout this morning. Uh, drank their racked BCAs and their six-point creatine. What do you bench? Powered through my workout today. I, their, their supplements are just the best in the business. Go hook it up right now. Buckedup.com. Uh, I'm still waiting for my snapback. Okay. okay. Well, I will absolutely. We have some things we're dealing with business-wise. Um, we genuinely are working on uh, merch. And I joke, and I'm not joking at all. We are genuinely working on merch. Working on it. I promise you. Uh, Ram Spencer, in a conference like this, of course, there's going to be some drama. Yes, there is. Of course. Oregon State looking really good. Washington ending up inconsistent like they looked last year. Colorado was never really good as people thought. I don't disagree with that at all. I agree. Brandon Butler, Soldier Field does not lend itself to good QB play. Maybe if they do it the stadium, otherwise run the damn ball and play smothering defense. Well, well, it'd be nice if you would do that. Ooh, calf cramp. Hello now. Yeah, but they won't do that. No, they won't do that. You need an elite quarterback to to win big games in the NFL. There's just no doubt about that. Uh, Boston mate, man, Dallas throwing hands in pregame already. Too bad they only throw picks during actual games. Don't get me started. Are you talking about the Mavericks? Don't just take me- a dice of AC, okay? Just relax. Don't get me started, dude. Do not get me started on that. Gumby fresh out. Monty show hoodies on the way. Uh, Monty, when are you guys hanging up that fancy YouTube sign? We have debated this so much. The wall's getting rewrapped, so there's some stuff. Happening. Yeah. Um, Johnny Gonzalez snapped his back. Back is snapped. His back is broken. Bro, I tried to make it a whole show without playing it. Back is broken. Spinal. I broke my back. <laughs> Just bought mine. Main event, what did you buy? Yeah, what would you buy, bro? What did you buy? Uh, Ram Spencer, Washington is going to have some serious drop-off next year. Well, how do you not when Penix is going to the league? I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Lance Johnson, the donkeys. The donkeys. Donkeys? We're stupid when they made Elway, oh, the Broncos, uh, the GM and mortgaged their future for 15 years on Peyton. You fucking donkey. Dude, bad. Uh, Jordan Travis would be nice for, stop. Dude. Stop. I thought you were an LSU guy. Why are you going to come in here with some garbage ass take like Jordan Travis would be a nice replacement. Jordan Travis is not Jordan Travis without Keon Coleman making Jesus Christ-like catches 20 yards down the field. Stop. He doesn't, like, I'm so over the Jordan Travis hype train, dude. I cannot wait for them to get boat raced by one of these playoff teams, man. He's good. He's not great. Man. He is good. He is not great. Main event says bucked up. Yes. What'd you get? What'd you? I, Dude, there's nothing better than getting a box of bucked up. 
and you open it up and like our promo code, promo code Monty legit saves you big bread. Like you can get a whole box of bucked up for 20 bucks. Like it is, it is, I'm telling you, it's worth it. It is absolutely worth it. Uh, LV Seminole, I like Jordan Travis, but he ain't NFL material. No, no. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I don't mind, I don't mind Jordan Travis. The problem is, until Johnny Wilson's back, it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It, 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 he's such a huge loss. He's such a huge loss. Uh, OG Gary, I want Jaden in Chicago. Hell no, no. He will be broken in half in the NFL. Yeah. Jagoffs and Norman Chamber of Commerce paid these boys for the next rap. Get ready for all Norman rap. <laughs> hey, what city should we put there? Yeah, what do you want? I want to see Jaden play for the Raiders or Broncos so I can watch the Chiefs whoop him twice a year. Yeah. All right, let's talk about um, why we are – what do we want to do here? I got about six minutes left where I can hold it. Um, I think we go another day, another CEO falls for nudes. Dude. The CEO. You guys want to hear a wild story about an old man getting caught in a Come sex trap? Come on now. The CEO at AMC Theaters has come out to the public with this scandal. 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 Where my guy is like, hey, um, somebody was blackmailing me. Um, now, if that was the only thing, you'd be like, okay, well, you're a CEO of a major corporation. It kind of happens. Right. Well, it turns out, now, I know this is wild. It turns out my guy uh, sent nudes to a woman that he was having an affair with outside of his marriage. Oh. And then got catfished by somebody else pretending to be the woman he sent nudes to that he was cheating with his, on his wife, allegedly. So, of course, he sent nudes to the catfish <laughs> who then blackmailed him. <laughs> so let me get this right. You're the CEO of a major movie theater chain. You were having an affair, and by some accounts, multiple affairs, allegedly. Right. You sent illicit pics to this woman you were having an affair with. Who are you, Mal Tucker? Um, and <laughs> it was fine until she reached back out to you um, and asked for more, which turned into a blackmail scheme. And Well, that's the issue, isn't it? Now you're outed as a guy who cheats on his wife and sends nudes. Like, how many times does it have to happen until people are like, yeah, I'm not going to do that? Um, yeah, apparently we're still counting. How many powerful men, Mel Tucker, are going to get caught in a sex scandal, Bill Clinton? How many powerful men, Donald Trump, are going to get brought down financially and career-wise, AMC movie guy? Buddy. Uh, because you couldn't do anything but like be grotesque, Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. yeah right? I mean, it's incredible. I mean, like, I, I, I don't know. This is what I always say. Let me get this right. So, first of all, first decision was, yeah, I'm going to have an affair. Okay. Okay. Now, for most people, that's a huge step. You feel like an awful human. You probably only do it once, and then you're moving on with your life, right? I mean, that's most people. But this guy deserves some credit, right? He didn't want to stop there. So, not only are you going to have an affair, as part of that affair, you thought it would be a good idea to, you know, take your 
joint out and take pictures of it and send it to people. And it's bad enough that Mel like, Tucker gave away $75 million. Right, yeah. You're the CEO of a major corporation. Does he get fired for this? Does he lose money for this? Y'all about to fuck this up. I can't believe how many of these dudes. Like, what will you ever think? Harvey Weinstein was the most powerful man in Hollywood. <coughs> Matt Lauer was one of the most powerful men in television until he put that door lock button under his desk. Oh, okay. Right? Like, you think of some of the dudes that have, have just turned out to be wretches. And this AMC guy feels like he was just stupid. Like, like Matt Lauer, that was a Bro. power play because he thought he was bulletproof. I, I'm amazed by this. You guys don't send nudes. And please don't drink animal milk straight from the teat. My wife in this story today. Why are we obsessed with living forever? I want to live as long as I can. I agree with that. But did you hear about this story in Utah? There's another uh, lower intestinal disease floating oh, no. around oh, my. because people are lawfully, it's legal in Utah to drink unpasteurized animal milk. Who does that? So you just take it right from the tap and drink it. Bro, what are like, you talking about, man? Why? First of all, I don't drink animal milk why at all. Why is this a ever. good idea? I haven't had a glass of milk in, it's got to be 25 years. Yeah, nut milk for the win, dude. <laughs> um, <laughs> Are you really just going out to your barn, squeezing the teeth and drinking up? Hey, honey. Yeah, I'll be back in 10. I'm going to go check out the heifer in the barn. I'll see you in a minute. What? She got them udders on display. Like, I can't help myself. What are we myself. doing, dude? This stop drinking animal milk, please. It's not better for your bones. It doesn't have calcium. Pasteurized or unpasteurized, it's not good for you. No, I don't got milk. Okay, no, I don't. This I is don't. wild to me that we're actually in a situation where, in the state of Jutta, you are allowed. You are allowed to drink raw milk oh raw milk uh this is uh raw milk outbreak sickens 14 in utah a state with loose laws bad track record dude the people sicken range from age two to 73 bro a 2022 <laughs> study Researchers at the Center for Disease Control and Prevention found that Utah had the largest number of single-state raw milk outbreaks of any state between 2012 and 2019. Sexist me. In that time frame, Utah saw 14 outbreaks. Dude. The next closest state, here's a shocker, Pennsylvania with nine. How? How? Retail sales of raw milk are legal in Utah. And in 2015, the state passed a law expressly allowing herd share programs. What are we doing? Program. The 14 people sickened in the current outbreak range from the age of 2 to 73. The Salt Lake County Health Department reported one person was hospitalized but is now recovering at the crib. <laughs> Ten of the people sickened were from Salt Lake <laughs> County, which houses three licensed retail milk sellers. There's some wild shit going on right now. The other four people were from around the state. All but two of the 14 confirmed they had consumed raw milk. Oh. 
The health department. And there's nothing you can do to me to make me do it. No. The health department advised anyone who consumes raw milk or raw milk products to heat them oh. to 165 degrees for oh. at least 15 seconds before consuming them. Oh. This is okay. why. Can I? Hey. You see, I'm a guy of simple taste. Uncle Monty's here for you, man. <laughs> If you're going straight from the teat, that's a you problem. You're dumb. You're dumb. You're not smart. If you're drinking, oh, man, that coat. <sighs> Look at that cup of warm-ass room temperature goat milk. Yeah, that's stupid. Who could resist? <laughs> Anybody got a straw? No, I'll just chug it. Are you, Dude. Are okay, you serious? This is why. This is why people die. This is this why. This is why. People get sick. What are we doing? Because we do dumbass things like drink unpasteurized milk Dude. and think there are not going to be any consequences. So what are we when doing? you go out to the barn out back, bud, and you drink straight from the tap, and then tomorrow you have water butt, I'm not feeling sorry <laughs> for you, butt. bro. I'm not. I'm sorry. No pity here, dude. You knew the consequences. Oh. John Paul Bacon, almond milk for me. Yeah. Ding, me too. Cows got to get stroked. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get stroked. Gumby fr fresh out. Dude. Pause, Jake. Pause. Dude, bro. Oh, oh, my God. The Todd father got MILF. Oh, wait. Yeah, wrong. Nope, not that. Nope, wrong kind. No. Dakota Tubbs, I've been told nut milk is good for you. Jake, he's juicy. You know. Yeah, uh, dude. Aaron Wilson, Jakey, two holes plus one stroke of nut milk. Honestly, that's our stroking, guys. Yeah, nut milk. Midnight magic musing, heifers over bros. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Johnny says, I'm not even sure those udders are real. They call them bovine boltons. Oh, <laughs> no, no. Uh, Daniel Dixon, that's like a guy at college caught with a lamb. Stop. Physiologically, it's a non-starter. Do we always have to go to the guy at school who was found with a goat or a lamb or a horse? Uh, a lot. Yeah. Uh, Lee Jensen, the only person needing milk is West Virginia. Whoa. You mean VW? Uh, Tanner Plummer, I remember my biology teacher at Biologics. BYU telling me that God didn't design humans to drink animal milk. I tend to believe that. Biologics. And I don't. Dudes. I have pretty perfect cholesterol. I had a perfect, perfect colon scan thing. And I, I sifted through all that. I don't eat much cheese at all. I eat eggs. That's the product, the dairy product I eat. <laughs> That's it. The Todd Father, it causes the fat cows in you it's cause the fat cows in Utah are gross. Hey. Dude, they're can you not call hey. them fat? They're big bone, dude. Jeez. Like fat man. Good lord, me? man. Have some respect for the heifers. Uh Tanner says, I'm surprised Florida is not number one. Oh God. Warm, humid milk. Where are we at in society today? Oh. Oh. Like, Humidity makes it a little oh, more malty. Oh. And like <laughs> it's got like that layer of whatever it is on top. Nah, bro. Nah, I'm nah. good. Uh Brandon Butler, Draper Cougars drink nut milk straight from the tap. Stop. Where's Stop. Teddy Wayman, dude? I need Teddy here right now. Okay, so why are we obsessed? Because uh NBA Commissioner uh Salty Drunk says new material, please. Um Boston Mapes, sorry, Monty, I'm down with the drinking but milk. Uh okay. You, okay. 
Eggs are not a dairy product. They're not? I thought eggs were a dairy product. Eggs aren't dairy? Are you serious? I didn't know that. Um, why are we obsessed with living forever? Because um, I, I have to tell you, I'm, I'm obsessed with living a long time. Like, I'm into the cold plunge thing. Stay hard. I've been playing around with eating only in a certain window, whether you call that fasting or whatever you want to call it. I, I'm obsessed with it. Like, going, get, it, there's no reason on earth I woke up at 4.45 today to go to the gym and do leg day and shoulder press. It sucked. But then when I was done with it, it was amazing, right? And I always feel better when I work out. But I, I just, it's the stupid things like eating candy or junk food. Why do we, why do we do that? Because you know it's not, every time I eat something now, it quite literally runs in my head, is this going to help you? And, and I'm obsessed with it. Why do we obsess over it? I don't think everybody obsesses over it. I'll tell you that right now. You don't obsess over it. You'd eat five guys every day if I said yes. I don't break the rules. Right? You would. I don't know about every day. What are you going to have for dinner tonight? Uh, well, five guys. No. No. I don't know, to be honest with you. We're four, probably gonna make I'm going to have four guys for dinner. <laughs> anyway, um, I just think we I, we spend so much money. on. Do you know what I spend on vitamins every month? A lot. Like I And I take my vitamins twice a day, every day. Almost without fail. Um, I take my supplements. I spend money at Bucked Up on creatine. I spend money on BCAs. I spend money on collagen peptides. And it's, it's wild to me that we're willing to do things like red light therapy. Again, cold, I'll stand in a cold shower. I'll, stand, I'll sit in a cold tub if I had a cold tub at home. I would do it. Yeah, cold, cold therapy is proven, though. You know. But then again, there are people out there who are like, oh, yeah, I got to eat five steaks a day and... No, you don't. I just It's weird to me what people will do in the name of living forever. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that it's, it's such a philosophical conversation. You know, like you said, I, I mean, there are things that are proven, science-based, that are just no doubt about it. You know, if you're, you know, you're going to do cold therapy four days a week, you're going to lose weight. Uh, it, it will help you physically. Um, you know, if you're going to work out and combine that with a, even a reasonable diet, it doesn't even have to be nails. No, you'll be in better health. You will. Uh, it, it, it's one of these things where there's levels to this game. You know, I, I'm a big believer that, you know, you, and again, it sucks, but you know, we go through stretches as human beings. I'm a big believer in that. And the only people who don't go through stretches are the people who don't have to worry about making a living who have, who wear money, like, like, Retired athletes, right? They can just get up. Like Jake Arrieta, former pitcher. Dude is shredded. Doesn't have to be, but it's because it's what Pilates. he likes to do. Pilates, he does Pilates and working out. And like he's one of those guys that loves to do all that stuff. And so it's like some people are obsessed with it, but I think that, you know, it, it, it's a lot of it is social media. The cold plunging thing was a huge fad on social media. And now I and feel it like works. it does work. I'm not even saying when it's I fake. was When yeah. I was cold plunging every night, I was taking a shower, a cold shower every night. I was sleeping so much better than I sleep now. But here's the the thing I don't want to talk about. When I eat well, I sleep better. Yeah. When I eat whole, I sleep better. Yeah. When I eat chips and fries and candy, which I don't do very often, I don't sleep as well. Yeah. I don't. This morning, I loved every minute of my workout. Like doing like deep 30-second squat holds, I loved every minute of it. Challenging myself, I love it. 
I I love being there. I I hate getting out of bed to go there. Yeah. I hate it. But man, when I'm there, like tomorrow I'm doing bench press, chest and triceps. Cannot wait. Cannot wait. It's super right now. You're super also stoked. someone though that really jumps on things when you start doing it. Like you're very much the oh, yeah. you know. I have to I have to be a guy of routine. We talked about this today. Yeah. I make my bed every day. I take my vitamins at the same time every day. I try to eat my breakfast, my lunch, and my dinner. And I'm not eating a lot of dinner now because I'm a big believer that intermittent fasting has benefits. If I do not eat after four o'clock, I'm good. Anything I eat after four o'clock usually screws with me. It just does. It's why, like tonight, I'm probably going to have a protein shake. I just got a new thing of uh, bucked up protein and I, I sleep better. Yeah. And I feel better in the morning. I finally got, like, I had been battling a knee thing. Uh, my knee feels great. Had no problem squatting this morning, doing legs, nothing. Like, I feel great right now. Mm-hmm. And I just am, I'm here for it. And I, so I am very much a rhythmic routine guy. I have to have a rhythm. I have to have a routine. If not, I won't do things consistently. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a big believer in that. Yeah. Um, wait, eggs are, eggs are poultry. I yeah, didn't, chicken. Never thought about that. I always thought they were in dairy. Uh, gum, or Salty Drunk says, don't hit the music yet. The gym is the greatest thing ever, Tone says. I love it. I love it. Jim Choi, living to be 100 is great, but how you function as a human is important. We don't need eight to age like Brandon, dude. I'm telling you right now that I want to live to be 300, but if I am not physically capable, I'm not interested. If I'm sitting in a chair or if I can't hike, walk, do whatever my wife's ride me to do this turkey trot now on uh, in Hawaii I'd have no desire to do it I'll probably wind up doing it I will probably wind up doing it uh Aaron says intermittent fasting is great uh egg beaters for me main event says love me some candy corn Capazzo says dude I love candy corn you know what I I have been macking Swedish fish for just forever (laughs) haven't done it yeah haven't done it uh, Tanner says we're obsessed with living forever because we're afraid of death. Am I afraid of death? No. You know what I'm afraid of? I'm afraid of missing out. I love yeah, my you're life. You're not afraid of death. You're afraid of laying on your deathbed, looking at the ghost of regret or not. Like if, if listen, you guys, if I got hit by a bus today, I would not have regrets. I would be sad for the things that I wouldn't do. The time I wouldn't get to spend with my wife. The time I wouldn't get to spend with Jake. The rounds of golf I wouldn't play with my my friends and family. Like, that's the stuff I would be upset about. Yeah. But I, I'm not a guy that lives in regret. OG Gary, because skinnyism is pushed down our throats. Yes, it is. I agree with that. Jim Choi, modern medicine has advanced so far that now living to 80s are norms. But how are you functioning daily? It's a big question. Yeah, they're saying that uh, millennials and past are going to have a chance to be like 130, 140 with advancements in health. So, And if you're not getting a yearly physical, I don't know what, why you're doing And if you're not taking supplements, I don't know what you're doing. If you're not taking vitamins, if you are not taking – like I, I don't understand people who don't, who don't help themselves. I don't get it. Mm-hmm. I want to. I don't get it. Because how do you not try to help yourself? Uh, Aaron says hit the like button. Casuals, yes. MH5, living forever. Have you seen 90-year-olds? No doctor call you out of fe- for fe- feeding your 90-year-old grand- granddad steak ice cream and lighting up his cigar. They will just give you a high five. It's all about quality of life. 
One thing real quick before we get out of here, you guys. On the Monty Show, presented by our good friends at Triday Trading, tridaytrading.com slash Monty. Mrs. Monty still kicking ass at Triday Trading. Talked to uh, Hector over the weekend. Hector was like, yeah, I think it's a scam. Day trading's a scam. But I heard you say your wife's doing it. Yeah, my wife is fully Because it's in. not a scam. Because it's not a scam. It's legit cash, bros. Get to TridayTrading.com slash Monty. How did you guys like the subscriber-only chat today? Did you notice that we... Did anybody notice we were subscribers only today? I think some people noticed. I thought it was I thought it was very interesting. I thought it was good on our side. Yeah. What are people saying? Uh, I don't know. Nobody has commented on that. We're, at, we're only 380 subs away from... 40,000. Wow, yeah, this fight between the Cowboys and the Chargers is real. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. I've been seeing that. Dude. That game kicks off in three minutes. Uh, Gumby, fresh out. I had a Coke Zero today. Don't do it, man. Stop drinking soda. It'll save your life. Uh, OG Gary, 140. Sign me up. Me too, man. Uh, Capazzo, I take vitamin C every day. Vitamin caffeine. <laughs> I take... What do I take every day? I take... Um, I can't remember the... Uh, minoxidil tablets. I take a... Uh, supplement, um, a pill, CoQ10, uh, plant sterols, B12. <laughs> like I even know where they are in my cabinet. B12, vitamin D, and uh, magnesium twice a day, every single day. Do not drink soda. Bucked up in water. That's it. Yeah. That's all I take. That's it. That's all. Love you guys. Thanks for being here. The Monty Show, as I said, brought to you by TridayTrading.com. Until tomorrow, say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.